Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat every month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with more than $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, you know it, Jack. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the code kindoffunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpina. You have some cold hands, Greg. I'm wearing I'd, your shirt. I'm very. It's winter has come. I'd like to warm you up. Fall has come. It has. It's nice outside, right? What are you doing? I, I thought. Do, what are you doing? Get I warm there. up my hands by putting them in my armpits. I thought I just put them in yours. No, you get, you put them underneath my butt. That's how you have to warm up. That's how, there you go. Get in there. Get winter in has there. come. Fall get has come, and, and someone apparently came on your, Kevin's shirt before. Your armpits oh, are yeah. weird. We, let, let's please bring attention. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's shirt. The, uh, so it, well, that's the pure one, Tim Gettys. Hi. This is, of course, the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Uh, the other week, Kevin, just a proud little papa, puts up on Instagram and Twitter that he went to the comic book store and he bought these two shirts. He got a new Superman shirt, a new Batman shirt. He wore them last week. I complimented him on them. Did I, did I compliment you on them, yeah. Kevin? I complimented on them and I was like, hey, nice shirts. I'm mm. glad you got some new shirts, some new graffiti design shirts. That's how you know they're from a real comic store. Today, he came late. Because he had a thing, and he had a change when he came back from it. He had a thing. He had a good. He had a good excuse. Somebody's dead. Came back from his funeral. Changed out of his suit, which you look dashing in, of course. And then he puts on the Batman shirt, starts going to work, and then we cross paths in the kitchen. And I did one of these pass throughs, and all over his back looks like cum. And if you're a guy, you know what this looks like. You've had a t-shirt or two thousand that have fallen to this before. And he cla- he claims it's not any cum. I'm not smelling the shirt. Does it smell like cum? Oh my god. Cum's got a smell. Oh, it, it, it definitely does. It definitely, definitely it has does. a lot of things. It does. It has a lot of things. Apparently, you know what? I'm not even going to go down that road. Never mind. Let's continue with the show. I feel like I feel like it's more likely that it was donut on his back. Glaze, than cum. yeah. Well, I I like it was like, that. It was. It looked like at first I thought it was. It I thought he had ruined it already. It's Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know how Kevin sometimes. That, here's the thing about Kevin. We make fun of him a lot for falling down and breaking ship. He actually doesn't ever break anything and or fall down. He does fall into things though, mm-hmm. and he brushes up against things in a very aggressive, some might say violent way. Oh, he brushed up against a glazed donut. I feel like he brushed up against a donut shop. <laughs> he just like has it with the him. whole shop. The whole. Yeah. The Did whole you shop. eat donuts at, at, at all today or yesterday? Did you have any birthday cake? 
No. Cupcakes. Was there a cupcake at I the funeral? What's the red and or brown stuff on your leg? <laughs> what is wrong with you? On the, on the, right, on the, on the right side of your thigh, it looks like you Where your hand is. Yeah, right it looks there. like you got in a fight with a jar of peanut butter. Don't, no, yeah, we got scratch ants. it off we onto got the ants. Don't just... Oh my okay. god! So okay. here's the problem with Kevin, and this is this is a little graphic for for the people at home. But we opened with his; he's covered in cum. Well, so I don't yeah, know. Like I mean, like on, the, on that point, the thing yeah, with Kevin is everything he does is excessive and forceful. Yeah. So I can only imagine how he how he ejaculates, being the very same <laughs> way. Like, I imagine it being so intense that like, how did it get on his back? Is not the first question I would have. I'd be it's like, ricochet. all right, fair enough. I can imagine that it ricochets like. Oh, Kevin. Kapow! Yeah. Ball is <laughs> off the bed. Kevin, you ever had any, any cum ricochet before? Oh, yeah. I mean, ricochet. Yeah. Off of what? What's <laughs> 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 around? Wow. Oh, it's been a good, good show. If you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and toss us a few bucks so you can get each and every episode early along with a whole bunch of exclusives. Don't have any bucks to toss our way? It's no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until we post it as one big MP3 and video. Go to itunes.com slash kindoffunny. Please rate the show there. You guys it, are doing a great it job. It makes Tim very happy. Yeah. People have been then going, leaving reviews, tweeting at me. Yeah. I like that shit. Good. Ooh, you good like that shit. And reward oh. yourself with a slow jerk when you're done. Yeah. Mm. But mm. please. <laughs> or during. Be aware. Like, have some kind of thing set up so the ricochets aren't yeah, this bad. Be careful. Because they're just. Ping, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. If it's really that big of a deal, Kevin will ship you one of his oversized shirts and you can just catch them. <laughs> Why are they so big? They're so big. And every tweet, like, I didn't want to give them shit, but I'm going to. Like, of course, that tweet about the shirts had grammar mistakes and spelling mistakes. And Kevin. You need to get your life. I still like man. Kevin's uh, on Twitter. His uh, his description is like Tim tells me it's important to let you know that this is the real Kevin, <laughs> which is so good. That's a good one. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to tell you like what I'm doing and who I am, and it's Kevin just like I'm the I'm the real Kevin. Kevin. Someone named Tim yeah. told me to tell you that I'm your, Kevin. Your two Twitter feed, your two Twitter profiles could not be polar opposites. Could not be more opposite. You've got like this really good like who you are with this amazing like iconography, and Kevin is is a picture of him laying on a bed. Looking like he's about to uh, write a love letter to his sixth grade teacher. <laughs> Sums it up well. There it is. That's very well done. What's with the fucking plushie doll? That's Hunter's house. Uh, your is that Hunter Pence's bed? Yeah. Jesus, Kevin. Sorry, that's <laughs> weird. Kevin. The, uh, the picture you tweeted out, though, Nick, this week, I, I retweeted this weekend of, of uh, Kevin's bed in the middle of the two beds. This is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen before. <laughs> I didn't see it. What was it? It's like a prison. <laughs> Between their two beds? Yeah. I had to put down an inflatable bed because Nick can't sleep with anyone else in the room. Yeah, I did like that. We sent four of you to L.A. to do work, and there was two hotel rooms, and Nick took one all by himself. (laughs) Nick's used to sleeping with me. I did. Exactly. Let me see. (laughs) Kevin, you got to insert this photo now. Start taking notes. Oh, I know. It's still oh, hard. You're hard. We'd pay you money. Uh, you have to work. I know. It's so bad. I, oh. I didn't come into I work draw. till 1.30 today. Uh, oh, I draw. Oh, my life is so hard. I draw a salary well above the median salary in the United States to edit videos. Kevin, take your notes. Oh, I make so much money, I can buy new shirts and come in them a day later. <laughs> <laughs> Not even using the old rag shirts like yeah. a normal person. Oh, God. I like how you were doing the, uh, oh, my life. Oh, my life is so hard. I, I worked work for, for two hours today. Oh, I worked for two hours. What is that? This is Cheryl's mom. 
<laughs> so for those at home that didn't get the reference. <laughs> She's come up before. She's come up before. No, That's know. happened once or twice. Uh, we're going to start with my topic. Okay. And I, this is it, it, this is a good way to segue in with all the common the inside jokes. Because this is a reference. I had some other topic planned. Mm. I shelved it mm-hmm. because you got come. all of my face outside out there. I didn't, I didn't get up in your grill. If, you if, came on your face. If everything's gone according to plan, we've put up a Twitter, prof- a Twitter pick mm. with me... Eating cinnamon toast crunch in bed, taking it with a selfie spoon, and Colin's there, not too pleased that I'm in his bed getting sugar all over, which I did. And I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's great. I'm sure you're really. And sorry. you hate selfie sticks, of course, too. Yeah. Now, don't but be surprised. This, what this comes down to is we were getting ready to shoot this photo. I I was talking. I was talking about the cinnamon toast crunch there, and how Kevin's like, "Can I have it?" Pretty much. What's going to happen to it after? I'm like, "You can take it. I don't eat cereal. I don't really appreciate cereal that much." And I'm like, "Just for this, I'm going to put it in a bowl, but I won't put milk in it because I eat my cereal dry." And then you wanted to pick a fight about it. You wanted to get all up my face, and then ten that's, minutes later, you ate it dry. That's a worth. That's a fight worth having. Now, that but but eating the cereal dry is a snack. You put milk in it, it's a meal. No. And that's no. how it goes. That's really, that's, that's how it goes. Do you no. think that the Ewok Shit. meme, do you think the Ewok meme really was talking about bowls of cereal? Bite the pillow, I'm going in dry. <laughs> if, I'm biting the, if I bite the pillow, how do I eat the cereal? <laughs> no, but you know, like. The Ewok's eating the cereal. See, that was the thing for the longest time is that I, you know, I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat the cereal. I didn't enjoy cereal in the milk because you know how I am about liquids and solids. Can't do it. Won't it's, do it. Yeah. You know how I am about liquids and solids. No, I, you know, I Anything I that do. looks like diarrhea or, or, or vomit, I can't do. Somebody's like, how about some jambalaya, some gumbo? I'm like, you can get the fuck out of here. Because that came out of one weird. of your orifices into a bowl, and now you want so me you to can't eat can't do chili. No. Oh my I God, won't do chili. Like what about, I, I what about a minestrone soup? No. I can do, once in a while, a chicken noodle, and I can do a clam chowder. That's uh, weird. Clam chowder is like, like the number like one most chunky. Is it liquid? Is it solid? Clam chowder know. does look like vomit. It no, looks like vomit. no. Pea soup looks like vomit, and then all oh, the brown, everything that's brown looks like shit. So like, <laughs> you got this white stuff. It's <laughs> got this white stuff. As long as it's not on the back of Kevin's shirt, I'm fine eating it. Kevin, did you rub up against the clam chowder restaurant? <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get to the bottom of this. Shout out to we're gonna know soup, what it by is. the way. Ooh, with a little bit of jambon in it. That's oh, ham. That's and ham. Fran- French. That's French. French. Yeah, it's French oh. ham. Oh. Yeah. I the, like pea soup. The thing about the, the clam chowder, jambon. though, is I like it because it's like the lights are on. <laughs> I can tell you what's in it. I can identify the shapes. <laughs> take notes. Nick, <laughs> take notes. So this, this is so like this one is... of those speechless moments where I'm like, what goes through your head that makes that okay? It's, just, it's so good. It's so good. Kevin, take notes, please, for the documentary. Cereal is so perfect. <laughs> In the way that when it's dry, it's just the flavor profiles there. What I used to do every when I had a car and I drove to the newspaper every day, I'd wake up in those Shakespeare's cups I always drink out of, mm-hmm. fill it to the brim with fruity prep pebbles, oh, then get in the car, drive the five minutes to work, and then just toss the cup on the bottom of the floor of my car and go into the newspaper. <laughs> then eventually bring out all these goddamn Shakespeare's cups that were caked in fruity pebbles. But it was delicious. <sighs> <laughs> and the other cool thing about it, nobody. This is one of those things that the you, other cool thing, <laughs> which is why the cool thing number one. That was cool thing number one. Cool yeah. thing yeah. number you two. Can, hey, you can't you can't eat your cereal on the road. I could. You're right? with doing that discarding true. cups full of things. Now here's the, here's the one thing not many people tell you about this trick of eating the dry cereal. Right. The cool thing about it. The other cool thing is that you get to pretend you're a horse. Eating out of a trough? 
I'm a grown man. Out of a feedback. And every time I do it, I'm like, I'm like a horse right now. He did it earlier today. Oh, I'll explain. What I'll explain. This horse like? I'll explain. I look over. We're having this conversation earlier where I was like, I'm, I'm still shocked that Greg has is waging a one-man war against milk. Mm-hmm. And then I look over at him, and as he's talking to me, he takes this giant Shakespeare's cup and, now the and best just thing- puts his fucking face in it and starts eating it. Doesn't tip it. Just does what a horse does and just starts eating out of the feedback as he's talking to me. And I'm and he, and normal, perfectly normal. Now, the thing this about the Shakespeare's cups, of course, this. is that they're malleable, too. So once you get past that top layer that you can eat like a horse, you can pinch it in. And then you got the perfect the thing to go right boy, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you saw me trying to eat with a spoon in your bed. I dropped pieces in there. But with a cup, I wouldn't have dropped anything. I would have just been fucking in there. You know what I'm saying? I eat chips that way, like with a bag of chips, because I don't like getting my my fingers sure, all, sure. you know, especially that, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I like taking the bag and just kind of... Yep. See, this is the thing. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. two bags. Yeah. <sighs> right now, 97% of the viewing listening audience is not using cups to their full potential. Because I, I want some almonds, some raisins. Yeah. I put them motherfuckers in cups, too. Now sometimes but you don't like eating with your hands. Well, yeah, because I'm gaming, I'm touching. That's how I don't get sticky conventions. You gotta right. just go straight to it. Right. You'd like uh, you always go straight to it, right? Yeah, yeah, just straight to it. But if you get you get the raisins, then you got the raisin residue on there. You don't want that. Uh-huh. Nobody wants that. You dump them in there. Then you can even get a trail mix. I've done it where I mix up the almonds. I, <laughs> this is another thing I did. There's another cool tip for cups. Cool tip number cool three. Cool tips for cups. <laughs> I put some raisins in there. <laughs> I put some almonds in there, yeah. and then here's where it gets crazy, everybody. Yeah. Open up a few fun-sized mounds, <laughs> toss the mounds in there, mounds. and I'm just playing video games, eating a coffee cup full of raisins, mounds, and almonds. It was great. Do you do you shake up the cup so that yeah, the mounds you mix, mix it up? In? Well, the, I mean, like the thing about it, you know, they call them fun size and they are fun size, but when you're putting them in a coffee cup, they got nowhere to go. Yeah. So they were kind of like the first thing you ate. It's it was just more a like cup a of mounds. It was more like a layer cake at that point for them. Yeah. Yeah. Greg loves That's mounds. Right. Man, you should have seen in San Diego. They bought at, at Sony San Diego. They bought us a bag of mounds. Greg, really, because I don't eat chocolate. And Greg, during Colin and Greg Live, ate literally ten to fifteen of them, maybe. Now, now I, 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 I want to be like you got us. At some point, I want to be like we know these people, but we don't know them like this. <laughs> you, see, need that's to, the you need to reel though. it in a they little knew, bit. They knew they they had got they had got the memo that mounds make the, my mind go mad. But, I mean, but more than that, <laughs> I, I think like, that's how Greg Miller does things, though. Like Greg Miller, they don't know him now. They do. Mm-hmm. They'll never fucking mm-hmm. forget that mm-hmm. shit. I mean, I've seen you do it so many times. We're just with people that don't really know you, and then you just go crazy. You just like it. You gotta let you gotta let them know. You gotta yeah. get them in there. It's good. Get let, unleash the tendrils so they're part of the family. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was with you. Not and, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you explain that a little more? Like, think of it like think of it like <laughs> think of it like this. Think of it like this. Ninety-seven percent of the time, right? We're all walking around with our cloaks on. Yeah. You know, like we look like normal people. Yeah. But then you just get there and you clothes. throw open the cloak and it's all tendrils and you wrap them around people and then people know. Something people Japanese know. porn to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where the tendrils go, that's up to you. You know. No. Or the tendril, I guess actually. The. But this is it's like so just one tendril. The thing that kills me about you is that you could just use, say, a Ziploc bag, but you chose to use a cup. For what? Wait, what could I use the Ziploc bag for? To to store the the cereal when you were driving the car. I guess you can't pour it in your. What are you mouth talking about? Bag. Yeah, you no, I mean, you're totally you missing the point. I wasn't trying to store things in my car. I was trying to consume things in my car. <laughs> in the yes. most. Now, what if I got you one of those big boba straws? Horse like suck the fruity pebbles up with. Would that be something that would interest that you? That seems like I'd inhale one, and that would go bad. Okay. Because remember, they're not. And this, this is the problem. The, the best part about it is that they stay nice and crisp, the way God intended them. It's the way of, the good people at General Mills intended mm-hmm. them to be. So when you put milk in there, if you can eat really fast, you're fine. But you always get to the end, and you just got these like 
limp fucking turds. Like it's, yeah, it, it looks like when your it looks like when your cat would put its cat food into the water by accident, and like the piece then like oh, inflates up and disgusting. gets all disgusting. And you're like, eat that. And the cat's like, well, yeah, but I mean, oh, like the cereal. More. That's kind of the point. Like cereal, I love it because there's so many different ways to enjoy it. They're all enjoyable. Right. I love the snack version of it, like the eating it without milk. I'm totally down for it. But yeah. like Nick was saying earlier, that's not a meal. That's just a snack. That's just a. That might as well just be like chips. You know, like you're just like that's like Pringles. You're just eating the Pringles. Yeah. But for the meal, you need the milk. I think you you're, need. You just a drink lot of some milk. water. You're and missing then it's the, the same. You're missing the power no, of the three act no, structure with not. cereal, though. When I was young, I ran out of milk one yeah. time, and beer, I did. I thought they were interchangeable. They weren't. And I poured water in. I poured the cereal in. I learned. No, but you did that order. Before I before right. I convinced myself otherwise. Before I realized I hate this and don't have to do this, I'd take the berry kicks and pour the berry kicks and then the milk. Oh well, yeah, that's sorry. What you do. That's what you do. Just, I, I, he just I said didn't alternate order. All right. Um, no one does. But yeah, no, the water. Yeah, if anyone does that, I'm sorry. You do that when you're putting the second or third helping in. Yeah. See, here's the thing about the three act structure. I know exactly what you're going to say. Exactly. Thank you. I don't go down to the, the, the third act. I don't do the milk. I, like, you don't the, do the third I, act? I, that's I, the best part. I, I, I that's the, the climax. I throw the milk it's kind of nasty, but it's amazing. It's it's a nasty idea, but it's fucking awesome. I don't need to look at it and you start seeing all the like weird ass like sugar residue stuff and you're like, that really looks unhealthy. Yes. And like that's never stopped milk. me. Let ever. me let me let me draw a picture for you. Yeah, paint it for me. He's drawing the 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 milk for the cereal to me is like ketchup on a burger. Mm. You don't really taste the ketchup. You just like that it's there and it provides a little bit of moisture on the, on the burger and yeah. a little bit of lubrication. Oh, yeah. It's the same throat. thing with the milk. Like I put milk in my cereal. I like you know whatever you know. Sometimes I go with that you know little Lucky Charms. Sometimes little honey bunches of oats with almonds. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, although they're really being a little, a little scarce with the almonds, well, and, you drought. But you know, I, well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, but then when the, you know, so I have the milk there to make it wet because I like it when it's wet, right? Um, Everything's better wet. Exactly. So, uh, and then I just throw the milk out. But if I'm gonna have another helping, then I'll put more cereal into it. But yeah. I never drink the milk. I don't think I've ever once ever. You definitely in 31 years drink have ever, ever drank the milk out of the bowl. The milk experience at, afterwards is like such a special experience, and like it really kind of defines what the cereal is—the quality of the cereal. Mm. I think, mm. like you look at like Frosted Flakes, mm. and I think Frosted Flakes definitely get a higher rating than I would normally give them because of what they do to the milk afterwards. Mm. I'm like, this is yeah, something but special. Then, but then you they get, get all wet, and they all get and they like it's just that malleable ball then of cornflake. Ex yeah, but that's Gotta why you need to eat. You need to eat it quick. There is a structure to cereal. You, God you forbid take the cereal. we take a page out of the Parisian handbook and enjoy our meals and conversation i can't talk to you right now honey i'm about to get what looks like fucking wet paper in here like when you had to go on outdoor ed and they were like hey tear up some leaves and press them into paper and you're like this is fucking stupid but they're not bad though like even when it's soggy it's just a different experience like i i like it i don't like it when they're too crunchy i like i want to make sure before i eat because it hurts the roof that, of your mouth. so you know you pour the cereal in then you pour the milk in then you do the thing with the spoon to make sure you kind of like submerge you gotta all yeah, of it you gotta, get you gotta make sure yeah, that yeah. all the titanic sink yeah then you get ready you eat it a bit you're excited about it. Then you pull the cereal box. You start reading that shit because they always have the fun little games and stuff. And I don't care how old I get. I'm still going to do all the damn games. Make sure that I get all of that shit done unless I'm eating some bullshit like, you know, some grown up, grown up cereal. Or like like, uh, shit, like Raisin, Raisin Brand, Brand right? Or grape the, the, the honey nuts, all that stuff. Like it's we're just looking at stuff and I'm reading all these nutrition facts, but I'm still reading it. I will not. It's not eating cereal unless I read every single word on that box. Nutritional well, facts in the back of a box of cereal is an interesting thing. 
Interesting thing. Yeah, you find out it's terrible for you. Well, the best always, is always, always like when they'd be like at the end of the commercial, like it's part of this complete breakfast, and you're like, wait a second, pause it. Like there's a cantaloupe, there's eggs, yeah. there's bacon. <laughs> that's a complete breakfast without the cereal. Yeah, we we don't don't I don't cereal, even need the cereal. I was always, I was all next. I'm like, who eats breakfast like this? Yeah. This is insane. No. This is a fucking insane breakfast. No wonder we're all beasts. You know, <laughs> it's a seven thousand calorie breakfast. I don't know. There's at least four thousand five hundred calories on that table right after that one person. Toast, buttered toast. Yeah, a glass of orange juice and a glass of milk. Yeah, I love I'm that. I'm like, can you get the fuck? Can you stop? No one eats like this. No, no, no one. But they have to tell you that because otherwise the cereal has zero nutritional yeah, they value for the, you. They just drop the ball and it like hits the table and like, here's this piece of shit. And then the commercial just says, <laughs> eating wet cereal is like throwing up in reverse. No, Craig, it's not. Just letting you know. But I will, you know. I, I will agree with you on the cornflake, right? Because inevitably when you're going to go in for the milk, you got to skim the pool. Right, you got you got to make sure all the the oh, yeah. shitty leafy flake because that's the, I don't like the cornflake because it gets too soft too quick. See, I love the cornflake taste when it's just the cornflake. That's fine, I, and I, and I'm not again, I'm not criticizing you for eating it dry. I love dry cereal. Okay, I'll take down a whole box of dry cereal. We yeah, were, we were going to Thomas Sunday. Toast Crunch. Out there. I was. It was fantastic. And this is this the disgusting thing that I shared only with Colin, but I will now share with you guys. There was a bunch of cinnamon toast crunch residue left in this cup. A nice, and I poured coffee into that's it. That's great. No, so that's I have cool. Have cinnamon toast coffee. All right, and quick story. Bad. We had to go buy this box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And as we're walking, Nick's super fucking excited and casually, in the most Nick casual way, just goes, hey, you want me to go get some of that CT Crunch? And I'm just like, I fucking love that you just called it CT Crunch that casually. I love CT Crunch. First of all, I stole it from the Seth Rogen film, uh, This Is The End, uh-huh. when they're taking inventory of all their stuff. And he's like, one, one candle, three bottles of water, one box CT Crunch. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking calling it that forever. They're innovators. They are innovators. They are. That Seth Rogen. I know. Was great. What that do you think? Steve you, Wozniak. What do you think? Was he? Did you yeah. watch Jobs? Yeah, we went and saw Jobs uh, in L. A. Okay. We were, we were yeah. We wanted to just sit for a second, so we saw a movie. Okay. It was good. Did you didn't sleep through it like last time we were in L. A. No, we did no, not. We actually no, that's smart. used. We were it pretty for, engaged. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. Okay. Good. Are you excited for Seth Rogen's new movie where he pukes in church? I mean, he's he's just so he's got so much range. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. I like him. He is funny. He's a really talented guy. Uh, what were you going to ask before that? You asked me something. I don't you, know. were, you were in the middle of a thought process. It doesn't mm, matter. Doesn't matter. Anymore. This has just been I love free f- flowing, be bopping, and jazzing it up out here. It's not. It's it, the, the more and more I get to know you guys, the more and more I realize that we do have a lot of similarities. But I would say, out of all of us, out of all of our idiosyncrasies, you have the most fascinating. I have the most far. entertaining one. You do. And I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah. I love the fact that you were like, when I mentioned the word milk, you had such a guttural reaction to it that you almost threw something at my head. It was fun. It's just like milk is like so, you want to talk about something I never fucking think about. It's milk. You know what I mean? You could all come in tomorrow and be like, milk hasn't been around in five years. And I'd be like, oof. I did. I didn't know that, I but it. I believe it. I'm I could fan. believe it. I could totally see that. But then it's like you run into these psychos like yourselves who like milk, or Justin Davis from IGN who drinks milk with every dinner. And I was like, "What the fuck That's is weird. wrong with you?" That's I knew. Really, people, I knew people like that. Really we asked weird. on GameScoop if it was weird back in the day, and everybody yeah. and there was a whole bunch of people like, no, I, "I do it too." Though. I'm like, "You guys are psychos." I drink it, and people think nice, that that's weird. Having a nice steak here, better wash it down with this milk. My, my the fuck's wrong with my you buddy, people? My, my best friend growing Mike up. Pope. No, before Mike Pope, when I was even younger. When I lived uh, in the in the old colonial or whatever, I used to eat at their their house all the time, and they would have milk with their food. And you weren't allowed to get out of the table unless all your food was done, and you drank all your milk. Mm. And I was like, There's something about it though. It milk coats your mouth in a certain way that I like. Sure, no, because it's, it's, it's like a, it's a nice little like whenever we, cleanse. Whenever we do the hot pepper gaming, I'm happy milk exists. Yeah, so I'm happy the milk no, drought. I was just so talking anytime about, I say that word, people in the comments give me shit. Milk, milk. I say milk. Yeah, milk. You are saying it weird. Milk, milk. 
Milk. It's like me with roof. Milk. So it's pronounced. I'm saying roof, but it's pronounced or it's written M I L K. Yeah. I guess I say it M E L K. Yeah. Yeah. Milk. Milk. With, you say like Mel, like Mel's diner. Yeah. Milk. I say milk like milf. Okay. You say it. Milk. Milk. I'm gonna drink some milk. Okay. I'm on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> milk. Milk. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm like I'm weird as shit. No, it's no, just it's a small difference. Because it sounded like you were saying it milk. until I asked milk. you to say it. Okay. Malik. I just can't like <laughs> trying to say milk. Malk is weird to me. Drinking milk. Mialk. Do you like malted milk balls known as Whoppers? Oh, I do fucking like Whoppers. Oh. Fuck yeah, you do. They get was over here talking shit on Whoppers too. I like Whoppers, the cheeseburger Whopper. Mm. Yeah, but what I about don't. them sweet ass candies? They come in a little, little. They come in a milk carton. They overstay their welcome real quick. Whoppers or the milk? Whoppers? The, yeah, multi milk balls. What? Yes. I do no. Here's the genius marketing for the Whoppers. They used to sell them a little milk carton looking thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you would undo the thing and then it was like. What? The thing I just mentioned? Did yeah, you? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the reason these were brought up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Those are stroke. Fucking, those are amazing. Those are amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No, you didn't have Whoppers. You had um, you had fucking Sour Patch Kids. Motherfuck, those were good. No, yeah, Whoppers are an experience because you get them and you eat them for a while and then you start playing games with them where you put, put them in and yeah. then you suck all the chocolate off or you put them in and you just try to pierce it with one tooth, uh-huh. and then you let your saliva get in there and dissolve it from the inside, man. <laughs> you, get, you get a carton of Whoppers, you got a good afternoon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're in rare form today, huh? <laughs> like, oh, fuck, man. You're really just a step above in a lot of different ways, Greg. Thank you, Colin. I can't wait to write your story, I really can Today can't. seems drug-induced. Maybe it was the CT It's probably crunch. the CT crunch I had. <laughs> I just had to get me two cups, of, two Shakespeare's cups full of CT crunch. I'm all set to go. They were a mighty cup. Greg's been in rare form for a, a while, cup. really. I mean, he was in rare form in San Diego making fun of me because I was about to fall asleep during Colin and Greg live. I had no idea what I was even doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was up so late. You guys were working in LA. We went to San Diego. And so when we got to San Diego, the first thing we did was go to Polite Provisions and sit there for, I was there, what, five hours drinking cocktails and Colin stayed an additional four. <laughs> <laughs> and so so he rolled into he rolled into Sony San Diego on two hours of sleep, hung over his shit, eyes bloodshot all to hell. And in the middle of the show, like he's trying to talk to me, and I just busted up laughing. I had to take a photo of his eye and tweet it out so people understood why I couldn't keep it together. And then I started. And then also, this is something we got to think about. Mm. I know you're happy here in the spare bedroom. Sure, it holds back my performance. Because we were there, I had a wireless lav on, and I was on a rolly chair, and I had all this room. I jumped out of the chair, I ran around, I called myself a tarantula. I was all, I was bebopping and scatting all over the fucking walls. You know what I'm saying? I was scatting all over the walls. I knew what you were speaking saying. Of, speaking of cum shots, yeah. I knew what you were saying right up to the point where you started comparing yourself to a tarantula, and then used the term bebop and scat. It was a scat, scatting. Yeah, scat. Like a scat. That's man. A sign, you're sign, referencing Seinfeld with that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, of course. Oh no, I, I I agree. We do need more. You get me some freedom. Nice. You get me some room out here, man. I would love I'd a cam. I would love a cam up. That would be nice instead of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for a door. Does what it can. It doors the best it can. <laughs> it would be nice to have someone actually shooting the show because then they could like punch in and have fun whenever we have when we do shticks. Sure. You know, not that we really do that much. We normally just sit here and talk. But yeah, that'll be the day that we have multiple cameras. That'd be cool. There's the wide, and then there's the one guy. Just oh like, yeah, there's the one dude who's just like yeah, kicking yeah. it back and forth. That's a hard job. You start to fall asleep real quick on that one. Yeah, it happens. So that's why I eat cereal dry. All right, Tim. <laughs> yes. What's your topic? So my topic is Los Angeles. 
specifically our trip to Los Angeles oh. that we took. All right, so we just talked about San Diego in the last yeah. topic real quick. We went down there to visit Sony San Diego, do Colin Rigg Live, do a kill stream thing. Mm -hmm. While we were doing that, yes. you, Kevin, and Sean Finnegan went to LA. And Nick. Well, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, got I, it, got I, I gave a very baby gesture. Got it, got it, got similar it. to when Christopher Reeve got regained control of his one finger. But anyways, I gave a baby gesture. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm a big Chris Reeve fan. Everybody knows that. <laughs> anyways, it's a real thing. It's That was like when we thought we were going to get it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? As a supporter of the Reef Foundation, we thought we almost had it. When he was when he'd be talking, and then he moved his finger, and then his wife Dana thought, "Like, wait, could you really do that?" Again? And he did it again, and it was like, "Holy shit! How is this happening?" There's, you know, his body's making new neural pathways and all this stuff. Then he unfortunately died, and then of course nobody except me supports the foundation anymore. Go support this foundation, anyways. We were in San Diego. You guys went to L.A., including Nick. Yes. And you so, shot a whole bunch of Love and Sex stuff. Yeah, we did a special guest season of Love and Sex stuff with a whole bunch of really cool people. And man. Traveling is an adventure. Road trips are an adventure. I don't know how. Yeah, I haven't done a road trip in forever, and we've done them to L.A. now like three times. Yeah, going to L.A. is a specific brand of adventure. From San Francisco to, to L.A., anyone that's done that Clarification. Knows. Going to L.A. is generally boring. When you drive from the 5, I mean, all the way down the 5, it's made way more exciting when you have you, Kevin Coelho, <laughs> and Sean Finnegan in the car. Yeah. And we started having... We left late, of course. We left, we should have left, left, left at five. We didn't end up getting on the road until probably like what six thirty-seven. It was pretty late, so we're we're driving down the five, and we look over, and I'm like, "Holy shit, the moon's huge!" And Kevin goes, "You know, the moon doesn't actually change size, right? It's just when it's up in the sky, there's nothing around it. So relatively, relative, like relative size speaking." When it's by buildings, you, it appears much bigger than when it's up in the sky. And I was like, that is fascinating. Hey, I wonder what would happen if the moon disappeared. And Kevin says, nothing. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong. Nothing would happen. He said <laughs> nothing <laughs> would happen with the ocean. He said we'd be fine. Very little. Like, Sean said, catastrophic destruction. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need to get don't into need this. Don't need to go into it. But here's I want to hear. <laughs> here's the point of the story. <laughs> it was be bad. This, was this. We argued to the point for two hours. Tim put his headphones on. <laughs> I, di I didn't. And I he like crawled over. He was staying it. out of it. Kevin is screaming and arguing every small semantic point possible. Just because I, I, I like past an hour, he stopped. He stopped arguing. He just wanted to piss Sean off. Sean basically was about to go to blows. I had to give them both a timeout. I was like, we need to stop talking right now for thirty <laughs> minutes. Just enjoy the road. And then we all came back and remember we were friends, but they were going to go to blows. I mean, the, the thing that I people need punched, to know about this block off too. is the fact that Kevin and Sean have a rivalry that goes back ages. The the very, the very, very condensed version of this story is one time we were at Wingstop. We had just finished eating chicken wings and they started fighting over who's faster. <laughs> no, so wait, decided. wait. wait. I wasn't saying I was fastest. Okay, was Sean Finnegan that claims that he is the fastest person at IGN, hands down. No denying it. We should he be, is the fastest person. We should be fair. He claimed. Uh, I don't know if he still thinks he is the fastest person. No, no. But I, as of about a year ago, he I, he thought he was. I mean, he, he, I don't know why he wouldn't. Because uh, Miranda Sanchez. He, should we check, text him right now? That he is the fastest person at IGN. <laughs> I know she was a fast person. And oh, Kevin is like, I will beat you. I will beat you in a race. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure. There's no doubt. And Sean gets so upset because yeah. he's looking at Kevin. And it starts getting like real heated. Then all of a sudden he's just like, let's do it right now. Right now. And I'm like, after you guys have just eaten fucking an obscene amount of chicken wings? Yes. Cool. We go in the back alley. They, I'm like, all right, three, two, one, go. They both start racing. There is video footage of this. I'll try to get you that. 
They both start running within five steps. Kevin trips and falls like we always <laughs> talk about him doing to catastrophic tumble, fucking events. He tumbles, back pops back up like a goddamn... <laughs> like a kung fu panda. Like a gazelle. Yeah. Like a kung fu panda. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sean comes towards me five steps away from the finish line. Starts going, ow, 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 because he twisted his fucking ankle. So now we have these two motherfuckers that just decided to race for no goddamn reason. Sean is pissed. He's like, I can't believe I let this little fat boy go be into racing him. Now I'm injured. And we're like, oh, my God. So then everyone at IGN makes fun of them for a whole month. We decide we're going to have a rematch and make a huge thing out of it. So Sean's like, all right, I need one month to recuperate. And I need one month to train. And we're all like, yeah, he like pulled something to bad. beat Kevin mm-hmm. in a race. Mm-hmm. You need this. He's like, yes. Then we wait. There's fucking flyers made. It's a whole big deal. We go. Also, we, weren't the round of flyers the first ones had the wrong date? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Coelho versus and I Finnegan. for detail. <laughs> then, we, then we go. We do the race, and it's not even close. No. Sean just. He trained super hard. He, he did not. Faster. I don't think he trained he super was hard. Much faster. I think Sean he stretched out beforehand. He also lost a bunch of weight, too. Sean destroyed Kevin. Now, let's stop and think about this for a second. Kevin still won because he made Finnegan race him. The, yeah. The, the problem with arguing with Kevin or doing anything with Kevin is the second you decide to be oppositional, you've lost. You've lost because Kevin doesn't care about winning the argument. He just wants the argument to go on so long that like as long as humanly possible so that he can continue to fucking make fun of you and goad you into more arguments. Yeah. And you get angry. You get so super angry. That's what happened here. And that's why the, the entire uh, car ride was just insane because Kevin and Sean are just fighting. Right. And it reached a point that they're not even arguing about what they're arguing about. It's just arguing about how deep under Sean's skin can Kevin get. Yeah. So I did not have my headphones on. What I was doing was sitting in the back seat. Tweeting, oh, you were live tweeting. That's tweeting right. all the quotes that happened. Let's just go through some of these. Um, Sean Finnegan at some point said, what you got to realize is you need to stop trying to be cool and just be cool. So thank you, Sean Finnegan. <laughs> How'd that relate to the moon? <laughs> this is this is pre-moon. This is yeah, all okay, pre-moon. We're just okay. going through. We're just going through. We started talking about space at some point because there's mm-hmm. one quote that's great that Sean yes. said. So um, then at some point we're talking, I, I remembered a story of when one of my best friends was talking about the sexiest thing in life, lingerie. And we're like, no, it's lingerie. Um, Wait, what? Sean said that? No, no. but my, we were talking and the, a story came up where my friend James Burke. Lingery? He, he was like, we were sitting at In-N-Out. We are 17. And we are talking about sexy things because that's what 17-year-old boys do. He's like, there's nothing sexier than a girl in lingery. <laughs> that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> that's one of those quotes you never lived so down. Much. Oh, he uh, never will live it down. Lingery? Yeah. Um, all right. Oh. And then we got... We got Nick saying, hey, we got to stop at Adele's Taco. <laughs> Sean saying, why'd you add an S? <laughs> Nick responds, sorry, my mouth was full of McNugget. Because we were just leaving the McDonald's before he decided he needed Del Taco. <laughs> we were, I just wanted to set the, the trip correct and say that we were at least going to go to Del Taco one time on the trip. And I might add, we went twice. I love Del Taco. Twice. Shout and out I to followed Taco. up with Taco Bell and then I couldn't sleep that night. Then there's silence for a while. We get a, a gold one from Finnegan. Yo, can someone sweeten sour sauce me? <laughs> right, Again, here, we, were eat, we were eating chicken McNuggets. No, I got, no, that, now I got context to what the hell's we got, happening. Right. Here, we start getting into the moon conversation. Right. Don't tell me you wouldn't want to be a fucking space captain. Sean Finnegan. Later, Finnegan, to Nick, the moon isn't actually growing, dumb shit. <laughs> In terms of how far away the moon No, he didn't say it to me. I think he just said it. I think he said it to Kevin. No, he said it to me. It was to you. Was it to me? Mm-hmm. Now go punch him. 
Why did he say that? Moon's actually getting further you away. Made, you made a joke and he took it seriously. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, I didn't say that. Sonic bigger or smaller. So then, then I tweet out, Kevin and it's Finnegan. Away. Kevin and Finnegan are fighting over what would happen if the moon was destroyed. Nick Scarpino is on spaceanswers.com. <laughs> Great site. Great site. Is you good? have any you have any questions about space? Yeah. Spaceanswers.com is your place. Gotcha. Is that run by Neil deGrasse Tyson? Uh, no, wait no, a minute. It's not. Now you think that nothing would happen if the moon disappeared. It like just disappeared? Right. I feel like the What about the tidal effect and all that? Yeah, what are you talking about? It only controls like 60% of we still. We almost texted you, by the way. We almost texted yeah. you. I was like, "Can I call? A, can I phone a friend? Can I call? Call it in on this?" Also causes tidal effect. Sure, I, anything but, I mean, big I in mass would cause a tidal effect. Would, like change the world. I think it would. Kevin's Kevin's argument is that it wouldn't destroy everything. No, but it would. It would. No, it would upend and disrupt everything. Finnegan, that's what Finnegan was saying. It would destroy everything. No, no, it wouldn't so destroy. We had, everything. We had extremes. We had two extremes. That will happen that we don't even know. And I was like, no, I don't think so. We said there would be a cataclysmic change. No, I don't think there would be a cataclysmic change. But if the moon never, if if there was never a moon, we would never, we wouldn't even be here because it stopped so many asteroid collisions. Right, right, right. Right. But I so I think the conclusion we came to is yes, there would be some dramatic effects as to how long those effects would take. But how did we question. get to that? Because eventually. Now Nick is on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> I had to go down. I had to get the real answers, Greg. Space Answers is good. Yahoo Answers is better. Because it's crowdsourced. It really is. And you get some genius answers on Yahoo Answers. How is Babby form? Are you kidding me? We have to have the moon. That's pretty much, that was the top answer. Then eventually, I don't know how we got to talking about Let's Plays, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And then Nick goes, I'm not going to lie. I know how to do Let's Plays. I've seen a couple Let's Plays. I've only ever watched Let's Plays I'm in. <laughs> Nick Scarfino. True story. And then, now, then, I, then fair, I go to the bathroom. Tim misquotes in the everyone. car. I want everyone to know that. I, do I? He absolutely does. I will say something, and he will be like, "Huh, I'm going to type that." And the time it comes out of my mouth, you will type it in, and it will lose the Nick Panache, hundred percent. Oh, that's a hundred percent. I you nailed the McNugget one. I get your shit down instantly, <laughs> Nick. No, there's some stuff that you just don't get right. You just don't get right. That's it's not. It's not a problem. It's look. Oh. If I'm typing it, I would retype it too. But sometimes you editorialize to make me sound you nope. know, smarter or never. stupider. Not once. I have never done that. You miss. You miss. I quote you word for word because the moment you say the shit, for instance, I, I said, stop thinking. My mouth is full of hot. I just think it over and over. I said my mouth is full of hot. No, you did it. Yes, I did. You didn't. I fucking did. All right. You're, You're not recording it. Couple. You're typing it down. Then uh. There's a margin of error. Then we, we go to a, a, a gas station and I'm peeing. And for some reason, I decided to snap. This is a weird trip. So <laughs> this has, by the way, nothing to do with L.A. This is literally I, like fucking the halfway, the trip to LA. halfway down to L.A. Which is the whole thing. No, no, so I, I, just... I snap super fucking hard oh, and somehow slice my finger open. Jesus. Super deep. With your and, fingernail? Yeah. Which I just I had you just tell his it. girlfriend moved away. <laughs> I just cut it that day. And uh, I, I it cuts and there's blood just gushing out, <laughs> like real blood. And I was like, oh god! And I go out and then the lady like had to give me band aids and shit. And it was it was a whole thing, a rigmarole. Yeah. Then uh, we started talking about like old school porn stars that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, which made us wonder. I wonder what Heather Brooks up to. Mm -hmm. Um, a classic. I I think I remember her. She was the. Uh, well, I guess we won't want to go too into it. We I, can. Doesn't it's the show? Was she, she, she the one deep? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say she yeah, was yeah, the one. She had a, a deep throat girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I remember her. 
Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> everyone I think does. anyone who's 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 perused pornography in the last ten years has a, has oh, come across than that. Her. I feel like I remember her like in high school. Yeah, but they're still available. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Are they still good? Oh, the internet. Oh, they didn't expire. Classic. Those internet pages. Is Citizen Kane still good? Yeah. Classic. <laughs> She's the city. Do I still her, watch Die Hard once a year? Yes, I do. Her deeper videos are the are the Citizen Kane. I don't think anyone's they, come they close. To, I don't think anyone's come close to mastering that like she has. Yeah, they might be some of the best. If we ever get around to actually. Uh, ranking porn, which I, I doubt we ever will, but that I, I would not be surprised if she were on, was on top ten lists or top eight and a half inches lists. <laughs> I guess uh, what, 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 she's nine. But wait, wait, I wonder where she is. That's a great uh, question. Like, where is right? she now? What's that, she up to? That's why we were fascinated. I was like, Do you think she ever come back? No, I don't think so. No. But like, there was a, she had a great two years from like 2004 to 2006. Right? Was it that late? I always felt like it was even earlier than that, but maybe it wasn't. But that's that's what I'm fascinated by. There's a great documentary. Did you saw the documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. about porn stars and how they? The, it was it was very illuminating. They only have like very short spans because, for a number of reasons, psychological and also they they're not new anymore, so they have to continue to kind of do crazier and crazier things. But she had a little cottage industry. She had her own business. Yeah, that's and different. so I would like to see what happened. Like, did she just get tired of it? Did she make so much money that she doesn't need to work anymore? I love um, that she had, you said she had a cottage industry. That's awesome. Well, because she was running her own website <laughs> no, in, I know, in a time where like the like, vivid videos and all those places were like, and Bang, remember Bang Bros, which was like seemingly took exist, over the right? world. I think they do too, yeah. But I get confused with the Bang I'll Bros and the Brazzers. I'll pretend I don't know if they exist or not anymore. That bus I know is still roaming the countryside, the <laughs> picking up poor innocent women. <laughs> God, they don't, At even, some they don't point, even try anymore. Kevin <laughs> decides, a ride? Yes, I need a ride. That's, it. That's all I got. <laughs> Kevin decides that he needs a, a Wendy's Frosty. So, yeah, it was too late. Wendy's were closed, and Wendy's ended up tweeting at Kevin saying, sorry, we're closed. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I think they said, sorry, we're asleep. We were asleep um, or something like that, right? Yeah, it was cute. Then we get into L.A., and Nick goes, man, there are a lot of martial arts stores here. It must be a really well-protected area. <laughs> For some reason, North Hollywood and Burbank area has a like a, a strong per per block martial arts presence. Did you get like out Kempo. and show him some things? No, I was scared too, man. I don't want to get my ass kicked by okay. someone in Burbank. Okay. It's At some point, Nick decided, let's go trick-or-treating, which we didn't do. But let's stop and imagine. We got close to Me, Sean, though. Nick, and Kevin trick-or-treating. Wait, was it Going Saturday? Going to some random neighborhood? This, uh, was, this was now this, Now we've, we've caught okay. up to like, yeah, we're on Halloween. That's awesome. And they'd be like, really good costumes. You guys look like people whose dreams have died. Well, yeah. <laughs> We um we should we should set the scene though we were we were driving we we had uh, the whole reason we went down there was to shoot a, ser- a season of love and sex stuff with all of our friends down there so mm-hmm. we caught up with Chloe Anthony Carboni a bunch of great it was awesome fun like two days of just hanging out and shooting uh, with really talented people so we we Chloe Dykstra was our last person and we're leaving um I think she was in Silver Lake and we just started driving and it was we're actually driving sun down Sunset during Sunset and it was really cool and I'm like let's just keep driving for a bit and then we get into we get to Beverly Hills and Sean's like, do you guys want to drive through Beverly Hills and just look at the houses, which we should never do because it's super fucking depressing because those houses are so big and so amazing that it actually makes you feel like a minuscule person. And then I saw some trick or treaters and I was like, how great would it be if we went trick or treating in this neighborhood and got, got immediately arrested and Aaron shot by Spelling's the cops. house. He's hey, giving out full size Snicker bars. He's just giving yeah. hundreds out. Um, but we ended up, Kevin had a great idea. Kevin's like, we should go trick-or-treating because we were trying to get invites to parties. And we got a couple, but we were, we were too tired. No, no, no. Your idea was genius on what we, we wanted to dress as. Mm-hmm. Now, am I allowed to say this or do you want to keep no, it for yourself? we are definitely allowed to talk about this. So Kevin was, we're driving down Sunset and Kevin's like, I want to go to a Halloween party. We have to find a Halloween Emporium or something weird. Yeah, like Hollywood that. Spirit Store. Exactly. <laughs> Halloween. I'm, I might have been the person to mention Halloween Emporium. Yeah, like speaking of this it, it, it doesn't matter who brought up the Halloween Emporium, okay? It's a, it's it was a great Halloween. idea. It doesn't it matter who idea. did it. Kevin, I wanted to go. As a dog dressed as a shark, 
You know how nice. like when you dress up Portillo and just sure. do this the whole night? Sad face. He Kevin's like, it. no, let's go with sexy kittens. And that would have been amazing. So the idea would be leotards. All of us in black leotards with those bullshit little ears, maybe a tail, and like the black yeah. whisker paint. Mm-hmm. And it would have been the funniest fucking thing mm-hmm. ever. But, but I, wa- but I wanted a leotard like they had in like um, cats where it went down to your belly button. You know what I mean? Where it just covered <laughs> like just the nipples, but you can still see both sides of the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> just hairy chest and then an all white face with little whiskers <laughs> and the ears. Yeah. Yeah. That would so, be amazing. Just we like saw cats. a lot of sexy kittens. There weren't any male sexy kittens. Yeah. But um, th- that's the weirdest thing about Halloween is that a lot of the girls just decide, I'm just going to put little ears on. I'm a sexy cat. And it's like, man, Lazy. that might be the most common Halloween costume. We saw a lot of, well, we, we should we should say that we spent our Halloween uh, stuck in traffic in L.A. That was a particular mistake on our part. We decided to drive toward Hollywood after we saw the uh, jobs. I was like, oh, let's go for a drive. There's a bunch of trick-or-treaters. And we got stuck in literally four hours of traffic because Jesus they shut Christ. down Hollywood. Yeah. They shut down like uh, Highland and, and, and Hollywood Boulevard. And anywhere in like a 40 mile or maybe not 40 miles, but like anywhere in like a three or four mile radius is gridlock. Gotcha. And so we were stuck on side streets watching all these people who were having a great yeah, it was time not running the worst back and thing. forth. And we were just like, it this. was the best thing. No, like, we got to see people. The only bad thing about it was the fact that I like I the night before we did something similar to Colin. And we went out. Not so much we. Me specifically. Yeah, there you go. Like, oh my God. Like, I was like, I should probably stop after. I had 12 old fashions that night. 12. Jesus Christ. 12. I was fucked on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure, man. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's 24 ounces of bourbon. (laughs) And I was feeling it. So I was feeling it so, so hard. Otherwise known as a bottle. So it was like a bourbon. It was like a rough, rough day for me. And I was so tired. I just wanted to go home and sleep. I did not want to go out and do any of the parties or anything. I was like, Ugh. but it's me. I'm not going to fucking be like, you're going to go back. Like you're Tim. Gettys. If anyone wants to do anything else, I'm like, let's fucking do that. I'm with you. We're going to make this shit happen. But then the thing we decided to do is to drive. Just keep driving just and not go anywhere, LA, man. It was fun. But then we get stuck in traffic, which was the worst because I wanted to be in bed. But then I'm like, this is actually the best because Everyone is just outside walking in costumes. Then we had to go through West Hollywood, which is like the, the like the gay area of sure. LA. From sure. what I was, that's what I understand. What I understand. It's, like the, it's, it's similar like the to the castle, 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 yeah. Castle, yeah. And then things just got amazing, yeah, because the fucking costumes were spectacular, yeah. and just ridiculous. So then it's just like everywhere we look is just like amazing. It was the most awesome thing ever, and it, then it lasted four hours. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome for the first ten minutes, and then. We were stuck in it for three hours and it became horrible, which is L.A. to me in, in a nutshell. Yeah. It's great. It was awesome when there was no traffic. When there was traffic, it was the worst thing on the planet. We drove everywhere in L.A. We were we, we stayed in North Hollywood. We went to Burbank. We went to uh, Santa Monica. We were in Beverly Hills for a while. Like we, we, we had people that were all over the place. And it was really, really cool to just see. It was the first time in my life where I'd spent two days just driving around L.A. for work. And it was very fascinating because the city had always been very big to me. But now when you drive around on a Saturday, it's actually quite small. It's not it doesn't take that long to get from Burbank to like Santa Monica if the if the traffic's clear. But man, when the traffic's, traffic's not clear, never clear in LA though. That's fuck, the problem man, with LA. It was brutal. It's and 45 somehow, minutes anyway. Oh, and they were also having a, a, a kamikaze con. Uh, oh, is yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. Is that what it's it is? Called kamikaze. 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 Uh which was cool. And like and we, you know, a bunch of people were coming back from that. And we ended up downtown because I decided we were going to go to a counter burger that routed us downtown so we got stuck in that for a little bit but then that was hilarious because it was it, it was like the difference between the halloween parties 
and the cosplayers. Yeah. It's like hardcore people that actually show up and look awesome versus the dude that just painted his face silver. And was and like, look, oh, I'm a silver cat, surfer. Cat thing nipples. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cat, cat nipples. nipples. Yeah. All, yeah. All six of them. Do cats have six <laughs> nipples? Kevin? Yeah. All right. Yeah, they do. If Porty does, they do. It was fun. It was it, we had a great time and it was it was cool to go on a road trip with it felt like a road trip with the guys. Less mm-hmm. less work, more just like, hey, we're hanging out and going on a road trip. And then we got in the car to come back and started talking about self selfishness, piggybacking on our conversation a few episodes ago. We were talking about is it, you know, is Kids. it bad to be selfish? Okay. Uh are most acts driven by selfish just selfish uh, motivations. And that when again another con just another argument dropped down. Really? Started, yeah. yeah. I mean that went we from were, civil to ten minutes later, Sean and Kevin again hating each no, other. No, yeah. no, that was Nick. I don't really care about this. Yeah, I know. No, but, no, but if then you we would ask Sean. We were screaming at each other in the car, not screaming, but very, very loudly talking to each other in the car. And then we all got hungry. And as we were like yelling at each other, I was like, "Does anyone want Carl's Jr.?" And Sean's like, "I would fucking kill Carl's Jr. right now." So we go into the Carl's Jr. We're still arguing, but we're like right here. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're fucking wrong. Look, that's still a selfish act. And everyone around us is looking at us like. Did these what guys are they happening? on fucking speed right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. What is happening? We were so passionate and intense about it, and like we're in you know the it's middle like of the City. road. Yeah, it's, yeah. The people that are at this Carl's Jr. are not at all. They're not deep philosophical thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get from point A to point B, and that's pretty much long haul truckers. Mm. They are. So it was pretty fascinating, but I think overall we had a great time. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I, liked, I really enjoyed it. So we shot love and sex stuff, right? Which was awesome. So right before we went down to shoot the special guest season, we put up our highest performing episode of all time, which was uh, how to have sex for the first time. Right. Which, as of recording this, is a two hundred thirty-seven thousand views, yeah. which blows my mind because I was like, "What the hell?" And I'm the like, one, "The right. week before is at twenty-five thousand." Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> and we 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 see like. You can understand why some episodes perform better than others, like based on thumbnail and headline and all this. So there is an ebb and flow that's like fairly predictable. Sure. And like before this episode went out, I even I was talking to Kevin, like this one's going to do really well. Like I knew it was going to, but I didn't expect it to do this well. So then I look back at the analytics. It's because people are searching for how to have sex for the first time. That exact headline is something that is being searched for every day. And I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. This is going to change my life. This is going to change your life. Yeah. Every video we do now should be titled that. Yeah, well, but see, that's there's a there's an art to how to have sex, sex for the first time. To, to name it, follow on for review. So yeah, so we went down. and We did a lot of the episodes. We did some with uh, Chloe Dykstra, Ava Gordy, Trish Hirschberger, mm-hmm. the girls from Just Between Us, Anthony Carboni. Um, We're missing some people. Mari Takahashi and uh, Joven Shire from yes. Smosh Games. Right. And I think that's it. That was fun. It was interesting because we went from people's houses to like we went to Defy Media, which is where Smosh is uh, is based out of. It's just it was it was cool. Did it change your perception of, at all of L.A., Tim? Because you had always had kind of a lukewarm kind of understand like just feel on L.A. in general. I mean, no, it's still no, L.A. Just still L.A. I know, something that's really weird about L.A. to me is the fact that there's it has a very distinct look. You know, if you played San Andreas, that's pretty much it. You're like, all right. This is how things are. So there's all every single corner looks identical, and it's just kind of like a bunch strip of shops. Mall. Yeah, yeah. Like, like did I is see that, that a massage mall? parlor back there? And, and <laughs> the stores don't have brands. Like yeah. nails. it's called nails massage parlor parlor pizza. It all looks like a set, and it's like yeah, <laughs> and it's it's really 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 weird. I'm like, what the hell? Ken and everything looks really dirty. And it's you you brought up. It's a different dirty than a Seth's dirty. Yeah, it's like, different. Every it's city du- it's has its dirty. own dirty. It's like dusty. Yeah, that's what LA looks like. To it's me. worn. It's like a catcher's mitt. It's it like it's like worn in. It's been yeah. bleached by the sun. Here, it's just shit and pissed on everywhere in San mm, Francisco. That's true. It's fresh, but it's fresh. Yet. 
Which is true because I went, uh, what were we saying? We walked out when, when it was a little bit cold in LA. I was like, it's just a different, it's a different vibe in LA, different smells, different feels. I don't know which one I prefer though. I think I still prefer Northern California as far as just overall. I think Northern California to me is still the winner because you can, you get a little bit more seasonality down here, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it we was were, fun. All the houses we were in were awesome, very different, very cool. Um, yeah, we came I, to people's houses, which was fascinating because yeah. we were like, hey, we're just, we're down in LA. They're like, oh, where should we show up to? We're like, no, we'll come to you. And everyone's like, uh, okay. You can't come in the house. Take no, like a bunch of people were like, um, well, I'll just come out because it was like, I mean, we don't want to impose on anyone's houses, right? Yeah. But like, I think most people are like, I'm not cleaning up for these fucking guys. Nice. Like, forget it. It's not going to happen. But I mean, that was one of my favorite things about this shoot. Like, we've done a whole bunch of shoots like with other people or doing things. But what's cool about this is this is one of the first times that like you weren't involved. Yeah. So this was just me and Nick just kind of like, Hey, people, like, let's do shit. Whereas usually it's like we're just like the fucking, you know, B team side motherfuckers. Yeah. So that oh, was I know it. An, an interesting uh, a difference. But in addition to that, I thought it was cool that we had our shit so locked down. Like, we knew what we were doing. And it was so in and out. We went in, shot two episodes with each person. We were in and out within 20 minutes. Nice. Wow. Dude. And like, everyone had that like sense of like, oh, that's it. Like, really? Cool. And I, I like that because. I hate it when we have to do shoots and it's just like, oh, this takes forever. Also, we were on time. Every I don't believe time. that. I'm glad, you can, I'm glad you can afford them that courtesy, but not us. Yeah, but I mean, if with you, it's hit or miss. I'm like, if I'm not on time today, I'll just, I got another shot of it tomorrow. You know, <laughs> It's been <laughs> 10 months of tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, hit it, I'll hit it at some point. I'll hit it at some point. Uh, yeah, it was fun, though. That I sounds I like really when, my big question as a fan of the show, when do they start rolling out? I'm still con- thinking about that. Okay. Like, so there's something with this show specifically that I'm not sure exactly how I want to do it. I'm thinking about maybe keeping them till January, yeah. till next year. We to all get back then. to the holidays. And yeah, and so that we can kind of, because av- I'm worried about the holidays. I don't know how our audience is going to consume the content during the holidays, sure. if they're going to want more or if they're going to be busy. But also I'm worried about, since we have guests and like I want them to be talking about these videos and tweeting it out uh, and stuff, great point, great I don't want to be like, oh, hey, your episode's coming up. On Christmas Eve, and they're, and they're like, like, "I'm I'm in Tokyo, I'm whatever." Sorry. So they're not like tweeting stuff. I'm Anthony you know? Carboni. Yeah. I have all this DLC money. I can do whatever I want. Do I have a beard or not? You never know. Get a beard. Anthony Carboni is his episode was great. The funniest motherfucker no, in the entire world. Like him and Nick, I want them on a show. Just the two of them, and just let them do things. Nasty oh, I would each love, other. I would love that. He, you guys Nick would love to do. He, he's Carboni. one of those guys. Oh, do stuff with him to him. He's one of those guys that escalates. Oh, yeah. And then I escalate. He makes me want to escalate. Colin makes me want to escalate. He, his episode, one of them, is it's how to long. take off a it's bra. Nice. nice. And it it went to dark places. Kevin got involved. and We were going to make Kevin wear the bra. I was going to say, so did we Kevin have to wear no, the bra? we pussed out. We didn't. Uh, then he walked over and you noticed bra. there was cum on his shirt. You're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> you go back behind the camera. Like, okay. <laughs> or walked over and he was already wearing a bra. And I was like, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask why you got that bra on. But. It was a very different season, 11 sex stuff, too. Like, I think that... Uh, you know, we've been doing, I think, like 23 episodes in, and I still like it. And, like, a lot of the topics are weird and crazy. Thank you, guys. Um, but it starts to be pretty similar where it's me and Nick, and our advice is usually be confident and be yourself. communication Tell and whatever. You but it's like that advice just fits. So yeah, it's like right. we're giving real advice. But this was different because when you put Nick next to someone that he doesn't really know, he goes into full Nick mode where he's just like, I'm going to be as funny as fucking possible. And it's the best because he goes off the rails and it just I saw him climbing like a pile of wood or something at Trisha's house. It was a uh, rock face and I was practicing my uh, rock climbing skills. You're part of the climbing community. Yeah, you got to re-up every once in a while. They have to test you. I understand. To make sure that you're still part of the community. Kevin knows. 
Oh, this, so this is an on-the-spot test. Yes. Yeah. The, a climbing community representative rolled Tr by, yeah. saw you, and was like, oh, yeah. I need to test you. Trisha, you, her backyard has this amazing like fountain with rocks, and I was like, I have to climb on that. She's like, well, you're probably going to hurt yourself. And I did. <laughs> My hand was like scraped up the entire time because it was like lava rock, you know? Yeah. Another, oh, yeah. another fun thing is, so we shoot the cold opens for Love and Sex stuff that are kind of like jokes based on the episode. For Trisha's, which the topic was, how do you know if a girl likes you? We didn't even need to shoot one because Nick is just naturally flirting 24 seven. So we just, I wasn't, him. I wasn't flirting. I was, she's being, married, newly she married. She just got married. I was being extra nice to impress her. And that's what she says. Like, man, I don't like, I'm, I'm trying so hard to impress you. And it's like, well, there's our cold open. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why, but I'm really trying hard right now to impress you. And she's like, that's awkward. And I was like, well, it is. It is awkward. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. Nick. LA. Yes, sir. What's your topic? So, Greg, I'm not young anymore. No, no. Well, no, no. It's time we told everyone. No, Greg. Don't put down the mask. It's time we told everyone. I'm midway through my 30s, and it's making me look back on my life. And now I think I have enough distance from my 20s to really, like, you know, examine them. Dare I say, even review my 20s. Oh, you're going to review them. So, I want those of us that are out of our 20s to go uh, so back. You just want me to go away? No, you yeah, can, I need you, more water. You can give us kind of, <laughs> you can give us sort of whatever input you think is valid. Okay, I can review into this. You can half. review your mid twenties. Mm -hmm. You're you're halfway through your twenties. Uh, but I want to go because because I, I look back on my twenties and I, and they were very very opposite sides of the spectrum. My early twenties, I was at a school that I wasn't particularly enamored of. I was super overweight, and I had no career prospects. Then flash forward to my my end of my twenties. I got a great job. I'm on my way to being married, and we're on the way to starting this business. Eh, I'm even a little early for the business. But, no, we're on our way to starting we were on, it. on the way. So it's very fascinating. I don't know. I just wanted to ask, open that up to you guys. Like, what do you think overall of your 20s? Were they, are you, are were you they the best decade? Because I actually think that my 30s have been better in almost mm, every way, shape, or form mm, already than my 20s. Okay. I see the question. That's kind of where I'm angling toward. Because I'm as I'm approaching <clears throat> lucky number 40. I You're think still, I'll look how, back how far, on my, how far out are you? Uh, five years out. Yes. Well, four years out. I'm almost 36 in oh. January. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. Like when I look back on my 30s, I'm going to say without a doubt, knocked, I love that decade. Knocked it out of the fucking park. Mm. But my 20s, I'm like, eh, I got a lot of regrets from my 20s. Regrets? Yeah. Things that I wish I could go back and redo. And I know everyone's always like, no regrets. And that's true. I mean, no I like regrets. the person I'm at right now, but let's be honest. Everyone's got something that. they I go have back all and sorts be like, of regrets. Yeah. You're that's fucking. Real life. It's real life. Yeah. You so, ever see that guy's the tattoo? No regrets. No, no regrets. 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 It's whatever, yeah. So good. Yeah, that would have been me. That's why I don't get tattoos. I'd be like, I think it's spelled right. I think beautifully spelled with eight E's. See, the f you're asking, is it you're, you led with is it was the best decade of your life? Yeah, which well, is, is hard to answer. Now mm -hmm. I'm 32, so yeah. I'm into my my third decade of life here, mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't, you can't review this. Is a re this currently the 30s would be a review in progress. Okay, which we've never done on Orioration, so I'm not sure how to put that on the scale. Sure, 20, <laughs> the patented 20 point scale. Uh, I mean, like, the 20s were definitely better than my 10 Teens. to 20s. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, it, high school sucked. School sucked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there are some great parts, obviously, mm -hmm. but that's the there's problem. Is better than there's so much sweet and sour to everything. You know what I mean. Right now, I would say my 20s were. In terms of like on the scale, I would say probably we're better than my 30s right now. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think it's because I'm in the weeds with my 30s right now. And so it's the the negatives that stand out to me, right? The stress of the business, like making sure all this stuff's happened. Mm -hmm. I think I had more friends back then. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I had more acquaintances that I was close, that I was around, right? Sure. But like 
this whole business and leaving everything has definitely like changed my perception of friendship and who my real friends are. Do you think are. that's the business or do you think it's because like I remember distinctly having a much active, much more active social life in my 20s, but I just don't have energy for that anymore. I still that's part all, of it. All my friends sure. are still there. No. I could call people up and be like, let's go into a loud bar next Saturday night and try to scream at each other. Or I could eat frozen yogurt and watch Arrow. Right. No, I hear you. No, there's part of that right. for sure. I mean, it's. I've always found it interesting the older I got, right? And I guess it's more like in in college, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, the end, beginning of my 20s there, you know, or whatever. When it ramped up for you. Exactly. It, and even, I guess, when we first started at IGN, right? Like when we were all like that, like my, the hive mind, we all had the same interests. We like, you know, Friday would end, we'd all go to the movies at the Metreon, and then Saturday we'd go drink somewhere, drink. and then we'd go do this. You know, I mean, we'd all hang out in these groups or these cliques. It's fun to see. It's been interesting to see. Like now, it's like yeah, we get to Friday, and like if somebody's doing something on Friday, I'm like, fuck these people. What the fuck? God damn it! I don't want to drive into. I, I want to be. You know what I mean? Like, but that's this weird thing for us. I feel like that, especially with when we're in convention season, right? That we live our social life during the day all the time around these things and stuff. So then when it gets to a Friday or Saturday where there's not a trip to go on or something to do or a work event that it's like, well, fuck it. I just want to sit here and play video games yeah. and I'll get really cranky if I'm not allowed to, yeah. even if it is to go to somebody's wedding. If it, even if it is to go to some, something, you know, you're going to enjoy once you yeah. get there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, but then like, but I remember like, you know, in, 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 in the college there. And then when we started here, like if you weren't doing something on Friday, Saturday, it was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what, am I sick? Why wouldn't I want to go out and do something? Did I die that no one told me? Right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you just you're just a lot more focused in your thirties. That's what I mean. Sure. No, I mean we're super focused on what we're doing right now, and that's the thing. But I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad. No, I it's definitely good. I'm definitely I'm I'm not of the mind that you know we're gonna look back in our forties and be like, oh man, why did we work so hard in that business or what? You know what I mean? Like no, like I like, but I mean like. I don't know. Like I don't hang out with as many people anymore, right? But it goes both ways that I don't call them and they don't call me. So it's just like one of those things like, oh, we were acquaintances, not friends. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's not a real thing. Yeah. I mean, I have really good friends, though, that I still just don't see anymore. Like, sure, we but all then have, there's like, a difference. People have kids. People sure. have wives. People have, like, you know, they have they have different types of lives than we used to have when we would all band. Like, when I was Tim's age, I would be at, I would be thinking about the comic club right now. No, that's and what. we would all be there in that booth Saturday night trying to hit on whatever walk through the door. That's why I'm talking about why it worked back then, right? Is that yeah. you all were like-minded in the exact same situation. Exactly. You know what I mean? You moved here. You didn't. Some people had a girlfriend. Somebody didn't. But even if you had a girlfriend, they were like down to go to Eddie Rickenbacker's mm, at 9.30 on a fucking Thursday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and get fucking yeah. destroyed and pet a cat all night long. That weird cat. That like, I mean, like, cat. I always talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, a random, I remember a random Sunday one day when we were, I was living downtown in the high rise. So early in the IGN career where I was just like, I feel like getting drunk in the middle of the day. And I called Ostertag. I'm like, what? What are you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, you want to come drink? He's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'm like, all right. Like, that's how life was right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you were just, that's how it worked. Can't do that now. He's got a wife and a kid. Yeah, no. Listen, Texas, listen, it would take yeah. a little longer than 10 exactly, minutes. Exactly. Exactly. He ruined it. He ruined He'd come, me. though. He yeah. would come. Oh, we told yeah. him. Now, I don't know. I feel like the. The decade of the 20s was about the big group. We have this huge group mm-hmm. of friends. And we're all going to do this or that or the other. And now I feel like so far the 30s are very much like it's a small, it's Colin and I. Let's go to dinner tonight mm-hmm. and do that. Or I'm going to reach out and try to touch base with somebody I haven't touched base with a while and go hang out with them or do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then having you schmoes here every day. Yeah. I, the acquaintance thing is really interesting. I mean, well, first off, talking about my 20s, best thing ever. But I definitely. You're 10 out of 10 so far? 10 out of 10. I mean, for sure. It's like. I feel like every year of my life has been better than the last. Like more bullshits happen, like shit happens, bad things happen, like a lot of bads happen. But every year I get closer and closer to 
things being better and better and better. And through that, I've kind of weeded out the people, the acquaintances and whatever. And I've never really been like a big friend group type of guy. I've always been more like, I really like this person. I want to spend every waking moment with this person, whether that's fucking Kevin or like all my other friends. And like, I've had my same group of friends. And since I haven't really moved or whatever, like it's my click is my click. Right. And there's been members added to that click. And I think that throughout, you know, my, my teens, like my preteens and then teens and then early twenties, those groups of friends never really like meshed. And then now in my twenties, it's finally that thing where everyone else is weeded out and all those people have weeded out there. Motherfuckers. So now it's just like this core group of people coming together. So now Kevin's hanging out with my friends from high school and my friends from middle school and Nick and all these people. And we could all be together. We just drove down to LA with Sean Finnegan, Kevin Coelho, me and Nick. Mm. That's like such a random group of people. But now that's not random at all. Like that's bros, you know? So I feel like I've just become better, at least more how I want to be. And 20s have been fucking awesome. I still got a couple of years left. Like, I can't see things going down. No, 20s are awesome. Yeah. What's going to be better than that? 30s. I'm with you that, yeah, year, year over year it gets better and better. Right? Mm-hmm. That's just because you become more adult in a better, comfortable situation. You know yourself. You know your yeah. group, right? But it's in, just an interesting thing of looking back at, like, I think, look back at 20s and I think these crazy rock band things at IGN or the Antler Parties or this or Mizzou, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all these different things, whereas, like, so far, the 30s have been this, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love kind of funny, obviously. I love hanging out with you guys. I love traveling the world with you and seeing the best friends and stuff, right? But it's different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, I'm expressing I mean, it, and you know, we last week we were talking about nostalgia a lot. I think this kind of feeds into it. And I, I really reflected on that topic, and I was thinking about it a lot. Because I was like, man, like, why am I so positive about it when I feel like overall it was a negative thing? And I was like, it's because, and me and Kevin even talked about it. It's like... We've constantly been trying to just make things better. And it's like the things that we love, we just carry them and we just keep going. And it's like we look back at that. But then we also I look now in my life. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is a day that goes by that something doesn't happen where I'm like, I love my life. Like this yeah, is no, no, so no. weird. And uh, it's fucking awesome. And I think another thing that for people that are in their 20s right now that's a little bit different is the fact that we grew up with technology and we grew up with um, instant messaging like from the time that I became a real person, so like 13, when like the people that I met became, you know, my friends that I'm going to have and when I'm not just like someone learning how to read and all that shit, like at any moment I could message people, you know, and we'd be, that was what I wanted to do. It's, you got every single one of us with that. Yeah, but it's like talking, talking to, to people at all times, right? I get off of school and it's like, I want to talk to you. And so we'd aim or it's like, I want to talk to you, whatever. And then as things progressed, now that's what text messages are. And you just text your friends. So even though a lot of my core friends have moved on to like going to grad school and at fucking Yale and like all this shit, living different lives or like going down to L.A. for uh, med school. So my core group of friends that I have here, I have here. But the ones that have left, I feel like I'm still very close to them because we talk all the time, mm. whether that's it's good. text or whatever. And so it's like all the other people, I don't need to go hang out at bars with anyone yeah, because I don't like that shit, you know? Yeah, I feel like you just naturally eventually drift away though from people yeah that's, I mean, that's true just too. what happens they drift away from you you drift away from them and it just happens they get the, the cut yeah, it's not the cut i mean i have friends that I, I i every once in a while i'll You're hop on the cold. phone with after a year haven't talked to them I'm like fuck i forgot how great of a relationship we used to have and this is really fun catching up with you and then a year goes by and i don't talk to them again and it's but my I mean, fault well, that's not them getting the cut then that's just them like that's just that relationship. That I don't mean, I never cut. I don't think guys ever cut anyone. No, oh, I women. Cut. I feel like my. I feel like I've seen my wife cut people. I before. cut. That's like, not literally. True, like, I cut people all the time. Really? People get the cut. Really? Oh, for sure. Oh man. I'm gonna talk for bullshit, man. I like investments. Oh, see, I don't mean like. I mean, yeah, I've actually seen 
my wife break up with girlfriends. And that's not as sexy as it's supposed to sound. <laughs> she has friends who are who are female who are female and they have had falling outs. Whereas I feel like guys just go like, I'm just not calling that dude anymore. Exactly. We don't call it. If we I don't call, call him or text him back, then it's just going to end. And they take care of it on his own. I don't know. To, to sort of wrap this up, I give my 20s 7 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. yeah. My 30s, I think, are a 9. It's a review in progress, but I think 9 out of 10 so far. See, that's why I don't want to do it, though. And that's why, I mean, well, I'm I, a little farther I along than you are. I have incomplete information. I'm, I'm six years into my, my 30s. My 30s are great and amazing. Yeah. I mean, but I think my 20s are amazing, too. Yeah. And they're different kinds what do you of give amazing. Your 20s? You're not going to give a score? Nine. Really? Yeah. Good for you. I had a great time. I lived. I enjoyed myself. But it was like, you know, the it was a little bit of everything. Like, I'm an adult now, right? I didn't feel like an adult in my 20s back then. You know, I went for yeah. this entire decade, right? And you look back and you definitely weren't an adult, I right? I was a child. Yeah. And it's like, you wish you could go, like, so back to the nostalgia topic, right? Of like, you wish you could go back and tell, I could tell myself, like, appreciate this day in college where all you have to do is go to one class and then play NCAA football with Reese all day. You know what I mean? Like, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, those are good days. Except for when you do it on a Twitch stream for all of your friends. That's true. <laughs> also, NCAA football won't be there past Greg, so enjoy while it's around. Mine gets a 10. You go 10 out of 10? Straight up 10. I mean, I'm, I'm not done with it, but, like, I can't imagine anything happening that would make it any worse than my teens at all. Like, I remember a distinct moment when I was 19 when I was like, this is the best year of my life. Like I, it's the biggest year of my life. I got my first real girlfriend. I lost my virginity. I got my first real job. I got my driver's license and a car. Like and all 19? of those things. Yeah. Okay. Those are, I was late in a lot of things. I'm just wondering. Um, but I was like, I, this is huge. Nothing will be bigger than that. In the past nine months alone, everything's been everything's bigger than that. Been bigger yeah, than yeah. that. So That's it's true. like, cool. And I'm expecting much bigger things to happen in the future. So it's yeah. like pff, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Colin, how do you rate your your twenties? I don't know. It depends on it's a, <laughs> it depends it depends on where I am. Like twenty, twenty one, twenty two. It's an eleven out of ten. Like my mm-hmm. days at Northeastern were fucking awesome, and I've been reflecting a lot about those days recently, and and uh, I miss those days a lot. Um, and uh, when I came here, two thousand seven, I would say it started to go down a little bit. But it, I mean, I, I professionally everything's great. I mean, in my twenties, everything professionally was on the up and up, but. You know, it's like it's the same real talk I have with my nostalgia topic where I'm not going to sit here and like paint the rosy picture. Like I, I there are things I regret. There are decisions I regret. There are there's time that I, I wish I had back. There's um, I'm never going to get my 20s back. And and uh, so I think that, you know, there, there's been dubious to some do not to say like a, a series of dubious decisions. because That's not true at all. But but a series of dubious, dubious decisions. decisions. The Colin Moriarty story. <laughs> I'm but, writing uh, that down right now. But uh, <laughs> No, I said my my, my, my life story was going to be called the series of trivial events. I like dubious uh, decisions. Like dubious <laughs> decisions. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've been reflective more lately in my 20s and I'm not sure that I, I did everything that I wanted to, that I should have done the right way. I think that, you know, I stopped being as social i used to be you know people look at me as like curmudgeonly and stuff like that but i was the fact of the matter is and, and i think greg and nick know this version of me a little bit better i used to be very social and like very um not like social butterfly or bubbly but i was like really out there like i was one of those people greg could call and and we would drink or i you know i i've known nick for a very long time mm-hmm. and uh i've had on many a, a girlfriend of yours i know not not only one girlfriend but multiple, multiple. <laughs> um that's how long i've known nick so yeah. it's it's uh <laughs> so it's um it's one of those situations where i i just you know I'm not the same that I used to be. And I think that that's, that's normal. But at the same yeah. time, like I don't, 
I don't like that I become more jaded. I don't like that I become a little more curmudgeonly. And like th- those are things I'm just very self-aware of. And I'm not quite sure why it happened or when it happened or how it happened. I've always I would been, love to see a bubbly Colin. I mean, when I was 23 or 24 years old, I was like a, a, a kind of a partier. And, and I don't and, know that you were ever bubbly. No, no. That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't call myself bubbly. bubbly. No, but I was, smiled I, more. I was definitely very social and like always out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and hanging. I mean, that's how I got to know Nick back yeah, in the day. I've yeah. known Nick since I was like 20 years old, 21 years old. So it's it's it's, you know. Yeah, we did. We drank a, a, we lot. a lot, and that, and and I think part of it was what Greg was saying was that that group of friends, um, Dave and Eric and Nate and Charles are still here, but like we don't, we don't, you know, insane. Like, like these guys are still here, but like we were all together, and so I think we all hyped each other up and got out there. Ty and Brennan, and you know, there was a lot of just we all came up together in some respect, and I think that was part of it. I think that otherwise life would have been a little more mundane and normal, um, even back then. So I think that my days in Northeastern were awesome, but um. And I miss them a lot and I miss those people a lot. But um, I think that my 20s kind of, you know, were OK in terms of a, in ter- from a social ramification from from different perspectives. Professionally, they were very successful. I want my 30s to be a little I'm 31 now and I want my 30s to be a little bit different. I'm trying to like seize the bull more by the horns and make the decisions that I need to make to like make myself happy. Yeah. And not just keep the status quo and not just go along with the ride anymore. Because I'm kind of I feel like mm-hmm. I've wasted a lot of time in, in ways in my life that I um that I'm very self-aware of right now. And it's not like ma- necessarily major ways, but just things that you can't, you know, you def- time is fucking precious, you know? And I'm trying to become more aware of that. That's why I'm not like trying to be up, you know, necessarily be up video games ass all the time. And I'm trying to like, you know, trying to like spread my time around and, and talk to people and go out. Like we were talking about keep, keeping up with their friends. The fact of the matter is, and I, I've told Greg this, like I have schedule on the schedule, like just meetings that I have with my friends at night, like my, my friends, Chris and, Sarah, I go to I go to their I go to dinner with them every other week just to make sure that we see each other and mm-hmm. try to be more active in that way so that I can, you know, so that I can, you know, find uh so that when I'm 40 or 41 that I don't I don't look back at my 30s and I'm like, well, another wasted fucking, you know, not a wasted but another decade that could have been better. That I don't want to look back and be like I, sh- I wish I made all these engineering tweaks to my fucking life at that time. I want to be like well, you 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 learn from your 20s and and uh made things better and more productive. But that said, that's a very fucking shitty way to look at it because you know my 20s were also very positive in a lot of ways i you know i made myself in my 20s and i'm really proud of that you know so it's i don't think it's a bad way to look at it. i think it's good because it all it's saying is you want this to be better yeah i know? definitely want so, it to be better like yeah if if like you were you know 2004 2005 2006 2007 like these were 2008 i mean these were great fucking years you know nine and ten man you know <laughs> Like, yeah, things really changed. Things really changed when, you know, when I became more of an adult, we were talking about adulthood and I was like, the older I got, the more things became serious and the more things changed and the more in my head I became and the more fucking neurotic I became and the more nervous I became. And it's like, fuck, man, like I got to get this shit under control in a lot of different ways. So that's just me being. Real. I think that's one of the things about, yeah, like looking back and looking forward right now. Right. It's like right now I'm in the middle of the my 30s. And trying to figure things out. Like, I'm doing work right now, like, on myself personally, right? And my relationships and my friendships and stuff like that. And so then, right now, I'm I'm underneath the hood of the car, tinkering on the car. Whereas, like, I can look back at the 20s and they're a finished car, right? You know exactly what they look and how, where the dings were or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. right now, it's it, this decision of, like, man, who do I need? So, who are my real friends? How do I spend time with them? What does that mean if they live far away? How do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do with all that information? It's a work in progress, Tim. You'll understand oh, one day. Yeah, I understand. You don't understand right now. I understand all the goddamn time. Vero. I got shit figured out. Until you guys have a Kevin, you don't understand. We life. have Kevin. He's Kevin. Yeah, I know. But we like, have Kevin. Kevin, yeah. raise your hand. There he but is. Put, no, raise the other one and put it in front of the camera so people see that you're there. Look at that That's fucking Kevin. stupid ass watch he wears. Kid doesn't even get the right emails anymore. Can't even do it anymore. Google. Can't even, 
Google, text hey Google. Pa- hey Google, text Paula. We're over. Send. <laughs> One day I'm going to get it. <laughs> One day I'm going to get it. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? Okay, so... Um, I have an interesting one. and We've talked about religion and God and all this time. So that's not what I want to talk about today. Unless that's where we end up going. You know, who the hell knows where we go. But I want to talk about heaven and hell. Mm. Um, I've recently been talking to a friend of mine about all sorts of different subjects. And one of the things she Mike and I... Mike Pope, damn it. No, not Mike Pope. Uh, one of the things that she and I w- were talking about, she likes kind of serious conversations. We've known each other for a long time. And we've talked about some serious things. Kind of serious conversations. Kind of serious. Ooh. And, and, but just in topics, I mean, there's an array of topics. And one of the things she and I had talked about that really resonated with me and kind of gave me pause, like, you know, just in my, you know, going about my business is, <laughs> it, what, what, what is so bad about what I said? No, 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 no. But you said kind of gave me pause and Greg. Oh, <laughs> like the, my hands, they turned way funnier to me than it should have been, but it was. Moron. Um, <laughs> you two share brain sometimes, I swear <laughs> to God. So, uh, one of the things she and I were talking about, uh, that just, you know, I was just thinking about after the fact was the idea of heaven and hell. And, um, you know, she and I are not religious people, so we don't really believe in the, the dynamic of these these places. But a lot of people do. And I was kind of curious about not necessarily where you stand now with your religion or anything. That's kind of your business. And it's not really a, the topic. The topic. Do you think you will go to heaven or you go to hell if you die? And maybe they exist. So let's say they exist. And like, what is your mental criteria? Like, because everyone has their criteria, right? Everyone has like their excuse and their scapegoat of like, oh, I'll go to heaven because, you know, even though I did. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna go to heaven. Because no. um, I have, because uh, I that is personally my personal mentality. We talked about that on the show before. That I don't, I just don't believe that. Even though I'm not a believer, that if I went to the gates, that they look at my record, whatever, and be like, "Well, you lived a bad life." It's like I've, I've been a good person. Um, I, I think I've done the right thing way more often than I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those without sin, or you know, they don't exist. So it's it's. So I'm just curious, like, what you guys like mental criteria is. Like, what do you? How do you think about the afterlife and where you're gonna go? And and uh, do you think you'll go to heaven? I'd get in. Well, you'd figure out a way in. That's my thing. Is like, do I deserve to get in? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like, I know that for a fact, which that alone proves that I shouldn't be able to get in. Why wouldn't you get into heaven? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I don't know. Because I don't. You're a shoe in for heaven. No, my ideas of what heaven is 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 like, is way, way, way above me. I think that there's, if real talk, if like heaven and hell were what we think they are, there's like three people total getting into heaven. (laughs) Like, everyone else is fucked. Mm -hmm. But I'll get in there. I, it's like Club 33 at Disney. Like yeah. one day I'll yeah. find my way in. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that is all you got to do, it's the Mike treatment. You just got to go get Mike. You can get in anywhere by telling them to go get Mike. You walk up and they're like, who are you? I'm like, no, go get Mike. Go get Mike. Mike, I'm with Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm with Mike. There's always a Mike. Mike might not be working that day. Mm-hmm. Mike might be there. And if Mike comes, you just fucking act like you know Mike. Mike will be confused. You know how many people Mike knows? Mike knows everybody. You'll get in. Didn't John Travolta play Michael? He did in, in the movie in Michael. The movie Michael. Wasn't he brought that, a dog back to life. Yeah. And Joey Lauren Adams fucked. W- him. Would you be crazy if John Travolta? <laughs> Not the dog. Up? Sorry, that was bad sentence structure. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You fucked the dog. He's great. <laughs> hey, you brought that dog back to life. Go fuck that woman. What? <laughs> There's a lot of things going on right now. Michael, I, though, yeah, you yeah, yeah. smell different to everybody. This Kidding? is also when Andy McDowell was a leading lady. Oh, she was awesome. It's like Groundhog's Day. Time period. Yes. Eddie McDowell. not a good movie. No. Andy McDowell. Andy Under McDowell. Deeds for Eddie McDowell? Groundhog's Day was a great movie. Michael was not a good movie. No. Neither was Phenomenon. That was a weird movie. Remember that one? Uh, uh, moving you. That was, I don't know. Did you like see a, the, the Anna Kendrick thing? The shower tweets? Shower thoughts? No. You were telling me about video. that. One of the, the deep shower thoughts was they should uh, 
announce a reboot of Groundhog Day and then just re-release Groundhog Day. That's awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. That's, That's good. pretty awesome. Uh, I don't think... I think I deserve to go to heaven because I feel like I'm, a, I'm more of a good person than I am a bad person. So is that the But I feel like I wouldn't. And I feel like it would be a very close race. And I, I can imagine they're bringing lots of archangels in and lots of other people in that are going to kind of look through my history. But I feel like the sticking point would not necessarily be from the hours of when I wake up to like 8 or 9 o'clock. It would probably be the 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 activities post 10 o'clock to like midnight and then my wife goes to bed and I look at excessive amounts of porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like they would look and be like, he's not, but he's not hurting anyone. And God would be like, but look at the damage it's done to his soul. Just look at his search history. <laughs> Just who s- strings these words together to search for this? And why would you watch whatever pops up? You know what I mean? Can you we can't let him in here. Give <laughs> I t- I've told you the worst thing I've ever searched for when it comes to porn is like I got so tired of searching for all the other crazy things like, you know, well, I'm not going to go too far into it. <laughs> I don't want to go that far into it. But like the other day I was like, I'll just, I'll just I'm gonna type in love and see what comes up. <laughs> the craziest thing I ever the craziest thing for. I ever love. Sometimes I type in kissing oh, and it's shit. twisted, Colin. <laughs> it's twisted. Dude, no, that those, those are the best. Um, but no, I mean, I think to, to be serious, I feel like everyone does. I think I'd get in. Absolutely. I would get in. I'm a good guy. I'm a good person. I do good stuff. I got a wife. I treat her real, real good. Real treat good. Her good. Treat her good. Um, I don't do, I don't break laws. I don't go out of my way to hurt people. I don't really hurt people in general. I try to be good. I really, yeah. And the more I think about it, the only, the only sticking point is going to be that porn. <laughs> it's going to be that extraordinary. But I could probably chalk that up to some sort of addiction. I'd be like, look, God, if you had porn. At your fingertips. What would you do, bro? And then it would be slow dolly into God's eyes. Slow dolly into my eyes. And he'd be like, let him in. Yeah. That makes sense. I said let him in. I feel like like, there'd be a lot of questions about you, Nick. Like there'd be a lot of searching... Because they'd be like, all the cocaine. You're like, I never did. I never did, I cocaine. Never did cocaine. Never once did cocaine. But they'd be like, you know cocaine, but you talked use. about it so often. So Do much. you know how many people did cocaine because they heard about it from you? I would actually want to know that number. I'd be like, what is that number? This is actually, one of those things where St. Peter would be able to handle it himself. That, like, they would call God in. You'd have to put on a side list and then have to go to an appointment where God's mm-hmm. at the appointment so they can really go through your record. And they'd go through. And it's complicated. Bad. I felt at the end of the day, though, I'd be charming enough. So they'd be like, this guy's kind of... Let's let him in. He's fun at a party. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine Let's you. Let him in. That's the thing is you give yourself not enough credit when it comes to like getting into shit. I feel like you can get into pretty much anything just because within mm, two minutes of talking to somebody, you go from creepy to mm. charming to que- like the person questioning if they want to leave the person that they're with. Oh, wow. And then it goes creepy again for a second. Yeah, it, no. it does come back out and you're like, man, this guy's really cool. You always have to have a sense of danger. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to the opposite sex. I wasn't talking about the I opposite sex. I go crazy sex. into creepy sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we'd all get in. Yeah, we would. Without Portillo a doubt, we'd all get in. Too. Oh, Portillo, he'll beat. He'll meet us there. So little I mean, wings. Like, who, little wings, who do we know wouldn't wings. get in? I like nobody, Kevin. You don't know anybody. We don't know anyone that wouldn't get in. No, really, I do. Yeah. But I, I, so I, does I everyone just fucking get? Do you know in? any murderers? So only murderers go to hell. I mean, like, it's I such a binary don't... weird thing. Do you, do we really believe in that version of heaven and hell? Well, so, I, I mean, that's the, what's the point? It's like, if the question is, are we getting in? And there's, like, not really anything, that any question of if we are or not. I can think of a couple people. I think you only know good people, though, is what I'm I saying. I don't know, man. I, I think I, of a couple people I've met that I'm like, you're, going you're, not, you're not getting in. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're going I think, to hell. I think you guys are missing that. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's just my interpretation. But I think intent is a really big part of it from, mm-hmm. in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. what is your intent? The power of intention, as Wayne Dyer used to say, who was like a motivational speaker that I like. He also did hockey. No. No? No, he didn't do hockey. Mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer didn't do hockey. That was, uh, Wayne, that was Wayne Gretzky. You're right. Uh, but... Uh, so I think that that's it. It's like it like really is like I do think that people have a, like what is in your heart? Like what is what is your intent? Like what do you how do you carry yourself? What do you do? Everyone has their fucking terrible moments and everyone has their their things that they would take back or the things they wish they didn't say or the things they wish they didn't do. And I, I really believe that 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 really can go from like the best person in the world, like on the outside to someone in prison. Like I think that that like I think that that can span the gamut from like, sure, you know, I like I think that there are people walking around wall street right now with hearts of darkness i think that there are people in prison for 30 year sentences for assault or whatever assault and battery or whatever 20 years that have good hearts yeah you know and i think that that's like, a mistake exactly i'm not saying that if you murder or rape or something that that's something you should be forgiven for because i don't believe that that's the case but i do think that that there there's a you know there's intention is really important like what how you carry yourself and how you treat other people i think is really important mm-hmm. and again we all treat people in different ways sometimes i remember just as an example, I, I I hate cab I hate cabs, and I remember getting into a cab like a year or so ago, and you know I'm sick of them, and I, I get into a cab at SFO. I'm back from like a business trip, and I get in, and I'm like I you know I need to go to my address, and he's like, or like the area I'm going to, like where we say, and and he's like, all right, like, and the guy's like, Johnny's like, all right, do you have an address? And I'm like, dude, do you not know where the fuck? Like I, I literally was like, I'm like, like cause I'm just so terrible. I'm sick, and I'm like are you fucking kidding me? Like you drive a cab and you don't know like how to get to this place. He's like, I just want to put it in the thing. Like, and like just kind of turn it around or whatever. And I was like, shit, sorry. You know, like that yeah. was totally uncalled for. I didn't mean to talk to you like that. You're going to hell. But the, the, <laughs> but the point is, is that like there are the people, cabbie said it and then he flipped the cab. <laughs> but the point is, is that there are people out there that it, um, talk to people like that all the time and don't care. Um, whenever I like know I'm rubbing someone the wrong way or like not with what I'm saying, but how I'm saying something, then that, that's something I try to correct because I just think it's about how you treat other people. That's most important. It's, it's the please and thank you culture. It's all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I think that my in my heart, even though I, I we've all done bad things, like for sure. Like yeah. everyone, everyone has done something that's bad. Um, but it's a matter of like what is in your heart and the nature of your the cat. Like, like you know, not to be like too reductive, but like the content of your character. I think that that's but really important. We all have balance, different, right? How 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 far. Toward good, you have to be percentage wise. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That. So if it's like, can I do, can I be 50 50? Is it a 50 50 or is it like you need to be 80% good to go into heaven? I would say more good than bad, I would imagine, by a, by a wide margin. This is where I think the whole Catholic purgatory argument comes in too. Like, the, like if I'm not going to purgatory, it's either heaven or hell. I don't, I don't have I don't time, really, I don't I don't have really time believe, and space for purgatory. I don't believe purgatory even exists. You're going to turn them down. You're but, like, listen, where, just no, flip a coin. No, I got to go somewhere. I'm not sitting here with all these unbaptized babies. It's just, it's just, a, it, the again, noise going back the to the smell. conversation I had with my friend, it, it is just it, it, the conversation she and I had. It's just an interesting conversation in the sense that I don't really believe either of these places exist. The the sad thing, the scary thing about dying for me, because and I am scared to die. Not like the act of dying, but the the feeling of being gone. Because I really do believe it's over. Mm-hmm. Like it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing for it to shut off. You're going to one day you will shut off. Mm-hmm. And like, what is that? Nothing. You know, and, and nothing. You got nothing. So that's a scary thing. And so these things make you feel better. It makes you feel like you it, it philosophically makes you feel like you have control. And that was the. Sure. And so when you know, when you look at things like Calvinism, which is a sect of Protestantism, that showed you that that the idea of Calvinism was predestination, that you had no control, that that you Everything was predestined. Everything, every decision you made was already written and it's already conceived whether you're going to go to heaven or hell before you're even born. 
And so the thought of even like saying like, oh, but but I'm my mind saying to go left. So I'm going to go right today to prove it. It's like, no, you they, are, they, they, they knew you they were going to have that gonna argument do that. and do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a powerless position to be. That's why I like Calvinism to me is like I, res- you know, I respect all religions, all sects of Christianity, whatever. But that was always a really powerless place to me. And so that's why I think people like look forward to to having some sort of control over the situation. The other side of it, of course, is like the idea of Catholic indulgences and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. the idea that you can buy yourself into heaven, um, which was what caught one of the things that drove Luther to nail the thesis to the, to the door of the church. Anyway, so I don't know. I just find it a fascinating philosophical conversation about the different criteria we have. And we've already shown by the four of us talking about it that the criteria is not set in stone. The criteria is not even really set in stone in the Bible. So it's 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 just interesting. You know, what do like, you? How do you come down on the the argument? Oh, not even argument, theory or whatever you want to say that the kingdom of heaven is here on earth right now. No, I don't. I don't buy that. I don't. I mean, that's re- to me that's ridiculous considering the, Wait, the war in, and the pestilence and the famine and the, in not heaven. for you. I got in. Not for no, not we for me, but it. for everyone, everyone around us. I mean, look what we were talking. Colin and Greg Live. We talked about the Syrian refugees. Right. That's just a great example, of like a war torn. Like that's that goes back, and we can get into that later about why I don't think God exists because I just can't imagine a situation where. It's just like let it play, like just roll the dice and see how it plays out. And you just sit there and let this shit happen to just innocent people. Like that's why that's my major problem with religion. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't make any sense uh, to me. But that's uh, always the problem. We can, whenever we bring up this topic, this is what we always get to: is that I think you have trouble separating in your arguments God from religion. Because what if God created this big bang and walked away, and He's not this thing? Well, we that's think about or do or have anything to do. That's what I was talking about. I feel like I, I see the influence of God every day, every moment of my life. The, this when divine inspiration. Yeah. The light on Tim's face right now. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? I can't imagine there wasn't some divine hand in getting us to that point, to this thing. Not taking away man's uh, ingenuity, the creation of the light bulb. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying God is like, well, let's fucking make a light. No, I, well, you know what, what I mean? What, but I'm saying, yeah. like, I don't know if he needs to be there guiding every step of the way. I think indulgences are bullshit, clearly. Predestination, I don't agree with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's there nudging things into the way as much as maybe... This happened and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then that was his, that was his or whatever the fuck it was. Well, the, the passive method, the passive God you're discussing is like more of a deist God, which is mm-hmm. like what a lot of the founders were. That's like what a lot of enlightenment thinkers believed, which is that God created and turned his back on everything. Um, I yeah, mean, in, in a nutshell, I but I, I mean, I just, it's hard for me to rectify that. It's hard to, because I feel like going back to another point you made, which is it's, very, it's comforting. The whole thing is comforting. Oh yeah. But the danger with that is when you, when you say that there's something after, life when there's you know you can die but there's something beyond that it puts less importance on kind of what you accomplish in this life and that's the biggest problem i've always had with it right where people are like well if i live a good life and do everything i'm supposed to do i'll be rewarded in the afterlife and i'm like i'd like to be rewarded now i'm not going to make that bet because i feel like all of your decisions are way more important if you know that at the end of that road it's lights out that's it right and suddenly your life becomes very important you might only have 20 years left what are you going to do with that or you might go to heaven and you have an eternity of whatever. So just, you know. But that's see the, whole how, thing. See the difference I mean, in important. A great man there. did once say, YOLO. It is YOLO. He did say that. Yeah. I, Justin I, Bieber. And that's what I'm, and that's, to back to your point, that's what I'm, when we're talking about the 20s, that's what I'm Jeez. learning now in, in my mind slowly, just like really re- more recently over the past few months is just, I have got to take control. You know, like, the, the, we, like time is finite. Yeah, you, any of us can die tomorrow. I don't know if it's a matter of control necessarily because you and I both were smart enough to realize you never really have control. Like we could have the best life possible and a fucking tsunami could come just wipe us out like that. We can't do anything about it. But I think what you're more referring to is you've got to take sort of a, a more. Well, you're a pretty proactive guy in general, but I feel like you and I, I think all of us could probably we feel that urgency 
right? Where as we get older and we start accomplishing things in our in our thirties or you know early twenties, whatever the fuck Tim is still, um, or infancy, you you start to feel like, well, I've gotten just a little bit. Fuck, I should get more. I should I should accomplish more. I'm capable of more, and I'm not living up to that. And that there becomes that that sort of that need to keep up and then surpass where you were before. I feel it every day. I feel like every day I sit, I go home, and I'm like, I, I could do more today. I could accomplish more. I could I have the capability to do these great, wonderful things. I've, we've proven that we've made this thing together. Now we can do more. Can I do more? And that's my biggest fear is that I won't accomplish the things that I want to accomplish before I die. That's it. That's my biggest fear in life. And I do have that fear every day. Um, I don't know. Is that kind of do you vibe with that? Or are you thinking? Yeah, more like, well, I think what you're talking about, I think, is more like agency over your life, like the the idea that you can control the asset, this aspects of your life that you can control. You should. Yeah, we cannot control the meteor that's going to fucking crash into Earth one day and kill right. us all or something. Or the moon or, just leaving. Right, or the moon leaving. <laughs> ah, fuck and, this. And maybe, something, and maybe something happens and maybe, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My biggest thing is you control how you react to it. I think that's, that is what life is. It's, not, it's knowing that you don't have control of what's happening, but things happen and how you handle it is what makes you who you are and your life. So... Yeah, That's true. I think I think what I'm realizing now is that I was more I guess what the, the core of the issue for me and this goes back to the previous topic is I was way more comfortable wasting lots of time when I thought I had lots of time. Yeah. And yeah. now that I get older, I know it's like a fucking morbid. We're not fucking cavemen that die at 27 years old anymore. They're like our average, you know, age is, you know, by the time we get. Older, we, we, we're all going to probably live to be well over 100 as long as things like go the way that they're going. I mean, that's obvious. Um, and what that means for the future of this planet and the future of our, our society is probably bad, actually. But um, I realized when I was 20 years old, I had no problem, you know, getting crazy with my friends and, and wasting time and just going to class and just meandering through my life. And then when I was 25, I had no problem putting my nine to five in and working really hard and then drinking with my friends and just watching TV shows and, you know, Whatever the things that is that keep you happy and make your life pleasant. But then when I when I when I now that I'm 31, which I feel like is such a it's been a weird paradigm shift in my life where this is the first age where I'm like, fuck, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm old, I'm old, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like uh, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, melodramatic, you know, it's just, it, I am old. I mean, it's just the I'm not very old. I'm not fucking 70 years old. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm old. Like if you, know, you uh, were if there was a high school kid here, they would be like. Why am I at a fucking AARP meeting? Exactly, that's you know exactly I mean? right. And now that and now that I'm 31, I'm like, there's time is more precious, and like, the, like, what is my intention you're to th make my life better? You now? were 30 year olds when you were in high school. Yes, you know how fucking old they were. You were like, you're yeah. so old. Like, do you need something? Can I get you some juice, Grandpa? When I went when I went to college, so my, when I went to college, my brother was a year or a year and a half younger than I am now. You know, Fuck, and I remember, crazy. and I remember, I remember looking at, you know, he was so cool. He's still cool in my mind. He's in his forties now and he's still, like, still the fucking coolest thing to me. But, but it's like, I just don't want to get to this point where we can reflect and still change things. Eventually we have to come to terms with the fact that we are going to get to a point where we reflect and we can't change anything anymore. And that's, and I don't want to get to that point because you're, because you're locked in, you have a family or kids, you have a fucking, you know, all these things, like the more you lose that agency, the more the more you're unable to shake things up so shake them up while you can yeah and that's like kind of the, that's kind of where i'm at right now you know my mind i'm like I'm, i've been very deep in my mind lately with this kind of shit interesting yeah i haven't it, thought about heaven or hell or death and forever yeah. live it just live it yeah well that's what we were saying we were kidding around but the bon jovi line that that you were remember we were uh it's my yeah life, it's now and he says yeah what does he say 
And then it's like, I just want to live while I'm alive. That's the line, I think. And I remember you turning around and like you're like, but for real, that's a deep line. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. It is. It is a deep line. So let's live by it. Let's live by Bon Jovi. Don't worry about your tsunamis. You'll be fine. Keep living your good oh, life. Oh, coastal California is going to be all fucked up. Not while we're, we're here. We're I, you ever think about that, by the way? Because I think about that sometimes. We've all had, just for real talk, because you guys have lived here forever and you've, heard, you've felt bigger earthquakes than we have. But I felt my fair share of earthquakes in eight years here. Some more violent than others, but nothing like out of control. Nothing like the Loma Prieta or whatever like that, or even, you know, the 1906 one. But sometimes I sit in bed and I'm like, it could happen. You know, like there's nothing we can do about I'm it. Sleep so well tonight with <laughs> he that. Says it in with my a head. smile. I love Colin so much. Because Colin wants to sit back <laughs> secretly right and not so secretly wants to sit back and just watch the world burn. He just does, and then he wants to get his rifle and go hunt some commies, and that's what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, the fall of the Soviet Union was like the saddest thing that ever happened to me at seven years old. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Ladies and gentlemen, that topic was brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is a subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with more than $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the code kindoffunny to save $3 on any new subscription. This, this month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up. Choose your allies and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. You know, you're a winner. You already emerged victorious. But I'm not insulting the copy. Whether you're risking your life in battle or taking no prisoners in the wasteland, our loot will be at your side to help keep things interesting. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend that knows you and loves you and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Did we mention they shipped over 13 countries too? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the offer code kindoffunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. Thank you, Loot Crate. And of course, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening and or watching this episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, the Game Over Greggy Show is four, sometimes five, best friends around this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to kindoffunny.com where you can get to all the YouTube channels and subscribe. You can support us on Patreon where we get episodes early. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post every episode day by day, topic by topic, until we post the entire things for free as a video and MP3. What's wrong? Well, one, Kevin's trying to kick Quartel in the face. And two, Colin said, and I quote, the fall of the former Soviet Union was the worst day of my life. Seven-year-old. Seven-year-old. Worst thing to happen is a seven-year-old. Seven yeah. But the tsunami hasn't happened yet because we're all good people and we live good lives. Heaven it on Earth. It's true, though. Heaven in the 80s, we had, we had the villain. We had the enemy. We had the enemy and now and we, we let it go. We, we beat him up That's bad. why we use these we Nazis all the time now in everything we do. Well. Tired out Nazis. Until next time, it's been our pleasure, sir. <laughs> <laughs>